All right. So amateur photographer. Um, connoisseur and borderline hater of many ice cream sandwiches. And community college graduate. Drew Foistel. If you could describe this uh, lunch we just had in uh, one word. What, what would it be? I'd have to say that the uh, the lunch that we had was cosmic. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> you told me to come up with one word. Hey. It was no. out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? You gave me like three minutes to come up with it. You wanted one word. What were you thinking? I tell my wife I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'm just a guy trying to get through life. <laughs> And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder radio And we are back for another episode of Dinner with Racers. I am uh, Sean Heckman. And I am Ryan Eversley. And uh, we are currently finishing up a 20-state, four-week, 8,000-mile journey. That's right. uh, To bring you a dozen new dinners with racers. You ain't lying. Now, uh, we say that we've traveled 8,000 miles on this trip. I'd say for this entire year. Word. We've traveled about 15,000 miles plus. And this entire four years. Say word. We've traveled about 50,000 miles. We have effectively gone the circumference of the globe. Dig. You know who does that in 90 minutes? Astronaut Jones. Astronaut Jones. Yep. And astronaut Drew Foistel. Right on. Drew Foistel. Dig. Hey, Ryan. Word. This was our first astronaut. We got our first astronaut. We got an astronaut. Hey, would you say this episode was out of this world? Uh, now, when we talk about Drew Foistel, we need to make it very, very clear. No joke. This dude had been on planet Earth yeah. for like nine days. Right. Yeah, I mean, he literally just landed after spending six months in the International Space Station. And then he wanted to hang out with us. And then had lunch with us. Right. So uh, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, he's the coolest guy ever. So, all right. So for those who don't know Drew Foistel, uh, he uh, grew up actually working as a mechanic. He raced go-karts uh, and actually spent a lot of his sort of teenage years working as a Jaguar restorer. Yeah. So the dude is a car guy. Yeah, he's legit. And uh, he did all that and then decided to, you know, pursue a Ph.D. <laughs> In uh, seismology, uh, which eventually got him to a little company. Dork Retracted. Known as NASA. Right. Uh, So uh, Drew is now part of the uh, NASA astronaut program and and does a number of other projects. But most recently, he did his third tour of space. Yeah. He went to space. I don't know if you heard him. He said space. Where he just finished up a six-month tour as the uh, commander of the International Space Station. Yeah, big boss. Yeah, of the International Space Station. Uh, and the reason we had him on is because you, as racers, may know that he's the guy that took all them space photos. Them space pictures. Space pictures of racetracks. He got a camera in space. If you saw Twitter and saw racetracks from space, then that was the work of Drew Foistel. Those are space photos. So nine days after landing, he meets us down in Houston, Texas, where we went to uh, a little restaurant. An Italian restaurant. Named Frenchie's. An Italian restaurant named Frenchie's. On National Nut Day. Which is a thing. I had the lasagna per Drew and his lovely wife, Indy's, uh, request, and it was unbelievably good. The best lasagna I might have ever had. I'm not I'm not kidding. That good. That good. And I had the Parmesan chicken uh, sandwich. Yeah. 
And uh, anyway, so here's a few things that uh, you're going to hear about from Mr. Drew Foistel. We learned about uh, how your intestines and gravity do play a role with one another. We learn about how both astronauts and drivers often have to answer how they go to the bathroom. How he actually was able to take those photos. It was not just a point and click kind of thing. A lot of process behind it. Uh, we learn about space zip ties. And he is the first person, as far as we know, to order auto parts from the International Space Station. Auto parts from, from the space. From the International Space yeah. Station. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, Foist. That's a car guy right there. Um, also worth noting, you're going to hear uh, his wife, Indy, who uh, joined us, and she uh, she's in the episode quite a bit. She's um, the smartest person in the room, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we really had a good time. He's an awesome dude. So yeah. uh, we could not have gotten out to Houston and, and spent a lovely day at NASA. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't have this Acura MDX taking us all the way. And, of course, safely, thanks to what kind of tires? Continental tires. Boom. And, of course, a fantastic driver behind the wheel. Who Drew Foistel could not wait to meet. Yep. Mr. Tony Stewart. Hey, do uh, you think I can sit in on this one? Sure. Okay. And uh, without further ado, let's get some Drew Foistel action. Say word. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. All right. We do have one rule, though, which is uh, if you're going to join us, you have to wear the headset. You have to. We, have, we brought no, a, that's fourth. a rule. Yeah. That's a rule. We have four for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to talk. You don't have to you don't talk, have to, but, but we will put you on the spot. I'm happy to. Whatever. Probably just got as good as stories as anybody. Yeah, she looked very professional. <laughs> professional journalist. There's none at this table. <laughs> yeah, when they show up, let us know. Yeah. Is it only one channel? I feel like it's only yeah, it's only gonna be in one. Here. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, we don't have a NASA budget, so. Yeah, you need like those uh, just the single headsets. It's already critiqued. All right, there. Yeah. In space, yeah. so we'll in check space, with our Capcom yeah. department. Yeah, this right. is how I wear my headset in space, so I can hear what's going on outside uh, yeah, yeah. and also what's coming okay. in the earpiece to make sure okay. you don't miss anything. Get hit by something. Okay. Right. Sure. All right, so based on our setup conversation, I'm going to go on a limb and say you have no idea who we are or what the hell we're doing. Uh, I read the email. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you know? Actually, I think I recognize you? your your name a little bit. Oh, okay. I'll take Acura that. test driver for Acura. Well, I'm like a race car driver, too. And a race car driver. Yeah. Because you're more of like an open wheel guy. So like IMSA or World Challenge aren't really. No, I love that up. stuff, actually. Okay. I don't follow it because I don't have time. Like You're I'm busy to watch a six-hour race. Well, I mean, <laughs> I some, won't allow it. You know, in, <laughs> in space, okay. you know, I've, some days I'd watch on weekends. I'd watch IndyCar, MotoGP, and F1 in the same day, mm -hmm. which is pretty. Ta it takes up a big part of your day, right? Yeah. So if you want to get anything done, yeah. And if you add more series to that, it just becomes impossible to track sure. them all. Sure. And then when I'm home, I'm busy enough that I'm lucky if uh, if I get to watch one on a weekend. And you know, a lot of times, the nice thing about the F1 and the MotoGP races is that they're early. So you could wake oh, up before sure. dawn and watch the race and still have your day. But sure. anyways, it's tough for me to track. But I love IMSA stuff. I mean, okay. LMS is what I would what I would want to do if I were. Okay, so you race. want to come race in our series in IMSA? I do. That's what All I was right. saying. Okay. So okay. <coughs> hook me up with a ride. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. wife's already saying and no. And she said no. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know what a uh, astronaut salary is, but it's not I would, enough. I would say that we <laughs> probably need a few more zeros. To I it, am a government employee. Em yeah. Employee. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But isn't that the point that somebody sponsors you to race? Well, in theory. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of ROI. That means return on investment. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, it's very uh, marketable. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I'm too old for all that. I'm too old for that <laughs> stuff. Anyways. So I know I'm too old for it. You don't know us that well, and you brought us to Frenchies. 
Which is oh man, that garlic bread looks amazing. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, I man. feel like this is a warning. I feel like you're getting you're building up to some sort of like warning or some sort of like uh, uh, pretty much yeah, yeah conditional <laughs> statement <laughs> here. Like we're fun and games. Like okay. we're not journalists as we explained earlier. So like we had a pretty good intro for you that we wanted to get to the bottom of. Pretty topical. Pretty big. Yeah. 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 So so flat earthers. Yeah. <laughs> that that's real, right? Yeah. Uh, You've seen pictures from space, right? You see where we're sitting. It's all this fake. This is not a flat earth it's or all room. Fake. Yeah. It's all fake. It's impressive because yeah. there's been something in the range of like 570 astronauts in human existence, mm -hmm. and yet you've all managed to keep the secret. Not one yeah. of you cracked yet. Yeah. I know. Well, we all have like top secret clearance, right? So oh, sure. that's important to be able to keep secrets. Okay. And my wife will tell you, I'm pretty closed lip. Like, you know, I'm not a great... Uh, communicator so <laughs> we just we just don't talk about things sure. we just keep it all keep mm -hmm. it all to ourselves sure have you, you know, have you ever read up on flat earthers no i oh, just i think part of it, it is just th that they're just out there to instigate you know be mm -hmm. instigators i don't right. really i'm i don't think that flat earthers really believe the earth is flat they're just doing it to nag the heck out of yeah. everybody else yeah. yeah i mean i just i just don't know i don't get it yeah it's not important to me um yeah I mean, we couldn't go to space if the Earth was flat, but then again, I'm sure those people don't believe we even go to space. Well, right? you're so, all part of a conspiracy, because yeah. if there's yeah. one thing I know from motorsports is that once you have more than three people knowing a secret, there's no way it's going to get out. Yeah, right. There's yeah. no way right, one yeah. person slips. So. It's all good. I mean, I just whatever, to each his own. And but you're confirming that the Earth is not flat from your experience? Yes, I'm okay. confirming. Scoop. That's a I'm first confirming that physics is real. Okay, 10-4. <laughs> Orbital <laughs> dynamics don't work without a round planet. Right, right. And the moon, like we did go to the moon. I mean, oh, here we, we go. We, we know, yeah, we know okay. moonwalkers. I believed you on the flat Earth thing. Yeah, but the you moon. can't get there on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. We haven't been back. We we should. I mean, we want to go back. We think we should go back, and we will go back. But right, um, we haven't been focused on the moon for the last twenty years. So that's just the way it is. That's that. And at the time of this recording, First Man will have been out for about a mm -hmm. six week or a couple weeks now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just saw it on the way in two days ago. Yeah. What'd you and think? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Is it. Does it get a space seal of approval? Yes. You guys? It does. Absolutely. I mean, what's nice is it's um, it's not really a space movie, right? I mean, right. it's more about a hum the, human, the human story, the human side of it. And that's what we liked because... I mean, what do you think? As a spouse, it tells a different side of the... Absolutely. No, it, it does. But I think it's also a space movie, right? Some some people might not realize all the aspects of each of those missions that mm -hmm. were... Yeah. Challenges. Mm -hmm. The human side, I mean... Mm -hmm. The tragedies. It's like racing movies. I mean, it can just be about racing or it can be about the people of racing. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, we, have a, we have a list that we want to jump right into it. Let's okay. Get into it. Yeah. So it sounds like... Are you a movie guy? No. Oh. <laughs> you mean like, can I answer trivia? No, 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 no. No, no. no he's like, definitely a movie guy. Do I remember guy. what I had for dinner last night? No. Well, it wasn't. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You watched almost every movie up in space well, I mean, without me. I like movies. What are, we, what are you talking about? Space movies or like no, no, sci-fi no, no, no. movies? Because we we assume that like racing movies and space movies are probably pretty parallel in terms yeah. of like some get it right, yeah. some really most don't. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we can talk about I mean, I have opinions about movies. That's what we wanted. Have you seen Driven? The movie Drew. No. Oh, Wait, okay. which one was That's that? That's the Sylvester Stallone Champ Car movie? No. Okay. Have you seen Days of Thunder? Yes. Okay. Right. What is the space equivalent of Days of Thunder? I see. I don't want to say. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what this is, man. But the thing is, people <laughs> try, you. you know, with space movies, people really try to make them uh, legitimate, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Days of Thunder was Cruise, right? It yes. was Tom Cruise. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking the other one was Will Ferrell. 
Talladega Nights. Oh, Talladega Nights. Nice. Oh, yeah, no, no. Way different. Okay. Yeah, not so, that. Like, but, like, so Days of like... <laughs> I was like, what's, what's close to Talladega Nights? Within, within Days of Thunder, um, that movie is still very quotable within the racing paddock. People still talk about the movie. Yeah. But, at least in, in our opinion... Um, like when they made Days of Thunder, they took a lot of liberties with how the sport actually works. But everyone accepts that and just knows like it's a stupid, fun movie. It, no right. one's taking it too seriously. It's not this opus that we all watch and be like, "That's my life." They like, no, it. it's just a dumb, yeah. fun movie. Right. So like, like it, my theory would be like an equivalent in space would be um, like gravity. Gravity, or exactly. Like it's not realistic, but it's fun, and they get yeah. a few things right, and that's that. I mean, we're talking recent movies. I mean, yeah. Gravity. So the cool thing about Gravity that I like to brag about. Didn't we just meet somebody that had something to do with Gravity, the movie Gravity? I did, somebody at Coda, but um, the scenery from space, the space scenery, yeah. the director used the footage that we actually captured on an IMAX camera on the Hubble mission in 2009. So we kept, we took a Hubble or a IMAX camera with yeah. us to space and we, we um, got a lot of great footage of Earth from space and yeah. the shuttle and so the director used that footage and based all of the footage that they created for gravity from that film so the views that you see of earth in that movie are very realistic because yeah. they just modeled it right after what we captured yeah. On, yeah. The, on the imax film the physics of the movie leave <laughs> a bit to be desired and sure. they got some things right but most of it's just kind of a stretch as to what really could happen or should happen or would happen because you could use a fire hydrant to escape if you needed right you fire know you fire kind fire. of could but i'm not sure you could fly from one vehicle <laughs> to the next sure. and um, of course hubble you can't get to a space station from a hubble orbit they're just you can't Two change orbit. orbits yeah. like that and change um, inclination so hubble orbits the earth sort of at about well it's about 21 degrees in in uh, latitude space stations at 516 it's hard to change uh your inclination plane in space unless you have a lot of propellant i just got lectured on this this morning <laughs> yeah, you just can't yeah. get there so the movie kind of ties all that together but it's not really possible Mm-hmm. Want to get it right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They try. Very well done. So, but like Interstellar, totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. I yeah. thought it was okay. really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool, yeah. trippy concept. I love sci fi yeah. space movies. Um, that would add up. Guardians of the Galaxy. I love those movies. <laughs> yeah, those yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them, yeah. you know. So, yeah. are you the guy that while you're watching the movie amongst other, you know, just regular people that aren't in the space industry, you're like, oh, no, that can't happen? Or do you just sit there and kind of bite it like, oh, it's a movie? I, yeah, I try to manage my expectations. Sure, sure. <laughs> There's one thing I learned from the pilot on our first mission, Greg Johnson, uh, was to manage my expectations. He always okay. used to say to me, Drew, you just got to manage your expectations and sort of, you know, if you go into it with the right attitude, because you know no movie can really be truly... Sure. Yeah, in two uh, hours, honesty can be compelling. You yeah. can't, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you got to add some drama and stuff to it. So uh, space is hard. You can, it's hard to simulate. So we... we uh, I was. We were fortunate enough to speak with uh, Ryan Gosling and Damien Chazelle yeah. while I was in space. Yeah. We had a little conference with them, and one of the first things they said to us was like, "Wow, you're up there floating and moving around. Like you don't know how many hours we spent trying to decide how we're going to film these scenes to make it realistic look like we're floating, and yet there you are, just you know, bopping around like it's nothing. Well, because we're actually in space. Right, so to right. make a movie about it, it's hard yeah. to to fake it. 
and then sometimes they'll just add gravity, right? They'll just be like, okay, everybody's walking around and we're just going to assume that we just have gravity on the spaceship. Well, it just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work that way. That's yeah. not the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love talking to them at all. <laughs> yeah, probably really blue. Brian's uh, from my hometown. Oh, uh, yeah. He's dreamy. Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. Yep. Yeah, that was an interesting call. So as soon as the, as soon as this call started, I was on video. Indy was on video. Damien and, and Ryan were in the same room. Damien being the director. Yeah. Yeah. Damien Chazelle. And so what happens is Indy starts talking to Ryan, and they're having this conversation while I'm in space waiting to like, say hey. something. Yeah. And Damien's sitting there going. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, was, I was chatting with Damien too. They're just chatting away. You Perhaps know, you forgot about the astronaut. Right. I'll wait. Yep. No. no I'll I wait. Love, I love them all. To be honest, it was the whole point of the call was so she could talk to Ryan. I mean, nice after all. And nice Damien, he's Canadian. Well, his mom's Canadian, right? Close enough. Yeah. And you work with Matt Damon too, right? On Mission to Mars? Mars. Or Mar the, so Martian. the Martian. The Martian. Yeah. Uh, the Martian, yeah. So after the film, well, just when it was being released, um, NASA had an opportunity for somebody to go out and sit on a panel to talk okay. about it. It's like for the release. And I got volunteered for the job. I thought, okay, that'd be cool. And we went out there. First time I met him was when I sat on a panel with him and um, uh, who's the director was... Um, yeah, I don't know. No. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hard, hard, hard to forget that. Hard yeah. heard the name. Mr. Alien. Yep. So it was myself, uh, uh, Ridley Scott, and Ridley Matt Scott, Matt Damon, Jim Green from NASA, and I guess Aditya Sood was there too, one of the producers. So we're all sitting on this panel. So first time I met him was we watched 45 minutes like a trailer of the movie. This is before it was released. And then they say, okay, everybody come up to the stage. Here comes Matt Damon. He sits down. And then they call my name. I go up and I sit down next to him. We're like, oh, you're Matt Damon. He's like, yeah, okay, you're Drew. Yeah, okay. Hi, how you doing? Nice yeah, to meet yeah, you. Yeah. We sit down and then we get microphones and then we start then talking. We chatted for a bit, had a nice conversation with him, but then, you know, I'm still waiting for his call. I was going to say, he's still waiting for his call. Have you ever seen Team America World Police? No. Oh, wait, maybe. Have you? Yes, absolutely. Should we? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen There's a character and they're named Matt Damon. Right. Playing Matt Damon. Playing Matt Damon. And he has one line, which is, Matt Damon. And so whenever you like, I'm just curious if that's all you ever heard when you saw him, but I guess not. Okay. He's actually a really nice guy. I think in a different setting, we probably could have, you know, hung sure. out. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like a dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very friendly. So it's good. all fine. So in the movie side of things, uh, what would you say? We have a side bet going on what the worst movie is. Like when everyone talks about it, it's like, because uh, for us, it's Driven, the IndyCar movie from Stallone. What's what? the... What are you saying? What's which one of space movies? Yeah, yeah what's the one the, that's which like, is like oh, oh no. no? I don't know you, what that means. You when know you the make answer eyes because she's <laughs> giving you the eyes. Like just say it. She's saying like don't say it because we can't. <laughs> you don't. We don't want to hurt we'll anybody. It. It's, yeah. we'll it's fine. We just want to know for our sake. Show. Yeah. We're, very, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very apolitical, right? We Understood. can't be. You have to be. You know, right. I can't pass judgment on things. But if it's if it's space cowboys, just start nodding. I love space cowboys. Oh god, love that movie. Well, you guys don't love it. Especially the way they flared the shuttle at the end when they came down, you know, like special technique. <laughs> right. Got to flare. That's what the old guys would do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Okay. So okay. so then there is an answer. We'll bleep it to protect you. What's the... Is there one that you just can't... Here's the deal. I love all space movies. So Such a nasty yeah, spokesman. Right, right. No, right. I mean, really, no, I do. He's, because you're happy that someone cared, yeah. right? right? Think about it. 
I mean, even with all their faults, I don't care. To me, it's just entertainment, and it's cool to, you know, that, those are the things that inspire me. Like, I grew up watching the Jetsons, yep. Lost right. in Space, okay. right, and Star Star Trek, right? Yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek. Did you see the news Lost in Space yet? Yeah. On Netflix? Yeah. That was really good. I loved it. Yeah, we, in fact, we watched it in space. <laughs> that was the Braggart. series. We, yeah, that was the series we watched in space. We're like, oh, we got this thing. Let's watch the whole. Yeah. Hold on two seconds. Hmm. So he comes home within days. Like our son puts on, what was that? The par- Twilight Zone, the parallel. Oh, yeah. No. That have was seen crazy. That episode? You have to. Uh, okay. okay. Which kind of creepy because like I just got home from space and there's this, it's an episode about this guy that goes, uh, an astronaut that goes to space and in the 60s like first flights whatever orbital flights and he comes home and something's different and he can't figure it out and his family can't figure it out but turns out he went up and came back to like a parallel earth Uh, with like a different president slightly like first thing that tips him off is he goes to his house and there's a there's a fence in the front yard a white picket fence yeah he says to his wife he's like when did you get the fence put in? She's like, oh, honey, you know, that's that was there when we moved in, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. He's right. like, hmm, that's weird, Don't you know. Don't give it all away. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. alert. Do you, right. who's, the, who's the president? He's like, well, it's it's JF. Well, what? <laughs> Anyways. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Do you ever have that thought when you land? <laughs> like, you never know. You might have just jumped and you didn't know. And so now you're looking for clues. I mean, those thoughts cross your mind occasionally. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure. Truman Show. Yeah, you've yeah. thought the same yeah. thing, right? right. Yeah. She's like, is it the same person that we just went? Where does the movie The Right Stuff sit with you? Uh, inspirational. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. great film. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. How, I mean, it sort of romanticized all of space flight and, and made it uh, very exciting, which is great. I mean, we struggle with. Uh, I don't know if we struggle with public support, but we struggle with. Um, awareness, public awareness. Well, sometimes. awareness and right. government support, and part captivating of captivating a younger audience these days. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's because what we do is boring. I think it's because there's so many distractions, and um, yeah. there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, we get a lot of this about yeah. sports. And and what and we've done what we do so well for so long that if there's no drama in it, then people stop. They just lose. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they lose atten- their attention spans not captured. So. So that's a tough thing for us. So movies like that, the right stuff, were yeah. really good. And, and that was, it's an older movie, right? Mm-hmm. So that was at a time when we were all inspired by, oh, that's how oh, cool. They're right, going right. to space and right. what a neat thing. Um, What's, so the What's the no, answer? What's the answer? Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. no I mean, like, that movie how do you... Up. Oh, how do we continue to inspire and get people interested? Exactly. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, that's the magic question. Especially, I mean, NASA Podcasts. has a... Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> NASA has a particular yeah. problem that it's publicly funded in, right. in, in an area of sort of human development that we, those of us who are very pro-science believe is an important thing, mm-hmm. but with so many other things, I assume it's a very big challenge. So yeah. doing podcasts, movies like First Man and whatnot, I assume Thank are a you. big part of your... You're, I mean, you've literally been on planet Earth now for, what, three weeks? Three weeks and change? Since October 4th. Yeah. So 17 wow. days or something. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Thanks for meeting with us. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but, but that's what kind of what I'm saying. It's like, free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is this, uh, us aside, how much of this kind of stuff are you doing? Because I assume everybody wants to talk to the astronaut, but you understand the importance of, of this for public funding, that you got to keep people interested. I'm not sure this will contribute to public funding, but it yeah. might. Oh, we're a huge deal. Yeah, yeah we're a huge deal. <laughs> I mean, Hundreds any, of people. I think any know. awareness is good awareness. And I and I said this yesterday. A lot of what we do, the point is outreach and awareness. And for me, like, okay, 
Uh, I've been an astronaut for 18 years, but people started paying attention during this flight because I started taking pictures of racetracks. Yeah. yeah. And I pulled in, I think I pulled in a demographic that who are maybe interested in space, but didn't really care. And maybe they still don't, but at least now, you know, I was looking for a way to bind together the things that I love sure. and the things right. I'm interested in. So I hope that because of that, and, and that's why I'm talking to you guys, I think, because I've gained some notoriety in the racing yeah. world. Like, I've taken these It made pictures. you one of us. Well, I'd say also, community. like, right. vice versa, you yeah. know, right back at you, because we're like, oh, this is a guy that does something we think is interesting, and he also likes racing. Right. Like, yeah. why should we So I think it was a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So, that, I mean, let's face it, I wouldn't be here talking, but I, I'm still the same guy I was before I flew. It's just that yeah. now I had a chance to take pictures of tracks from space, so that's cool, and everybody yeah. liked them. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of struck a chord. Yeah. And... So what we like to do is inspire people and get them interested in NASA. And so what's important for NASA yeah, mm -hmm. is that the public knows what's going on and, and supports it. That said, in 18 years of being an astronaut, it's really rare for me to run into somebody who doesn't, who isn't interested and doesn't support human spaceflight. But it does happen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? We won't like, mention names. I won't. <laughs> Are they politicians? I would love <laughs> It's, it's, it, there was one in the racing world that we just met this week. Yeah. Oh, who can give, no I, names. I need to know. We'll, we'll bleep it. I yeah, can't we'll tell you. I cannot. We'll absolutely we'll bleep, bleep it. it. But I can't. Okay. Somebody right. in in F1. Yes. Oh, could God. give a crap that you were an astronaut. I'd love to. Not necessarily. Interested that I was an astronaut, but not supportive oh. of humans in space. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, Especially F1 being a very tech-centered, like forward-thinking and theory sport. Yeah. We so NASA operates on wow. a half of one half of one percent. Of the annual federal budget, which is well, it's like nineteen billion dollars. No, how much for each person does that mean that they're paying? Well, it's a, it's basically a half of a cent per on every tax dollar you have. It's a half. Of, it's a half you a penny. never feel right. 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 Yeah. So if you pay out a dollar, one half of a cent is going towards sure. human, and that's all of NASA. Right. That's everything NASA does, and NASA doesn't just do mm -hmm. human spaceflight. Right. Sure. Yeah. We do. You know, satellites, robotics, Earth observations, just everything. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, when we went to the Space Center yesterday, I mean, the the tour guide was telling us about how the zero gravity effects of doing some cancer studies is moving it forward in crazy ways. And yeah, we did um, some yes. of that on our flight. Yeah. So looking at uh, cancer treatments and effectivity yeah. of drugs mm -hmm. towards uh, uh, on endothelial endothelial cells, which are the cells that line your your vascular system. Sure. We yeah. totally know. Yeah. 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 You don't have to explain to us, but for the listeners. Yeah, okay. for the listeners. <laughs> I, these, are, these are just like the five words. I love you guys. Words. You guys are hilarious. These are the five words that I learned as well in yeah. space when we were doing right. this experiment. Yeah. Like, like, no oh, and oh, what? And then, yeah. yeah. Do, they, do they speak to you different knowing your background? So, you know, your background is, you know, you, you come from a mechanical background for years, and then your PhD is in, I'm not smart enough to completely understand it, but I'll call it just geology. Seismology. Like, Se I'm an earthquake. Geophysicist. Right. Geophysics. So, if yeah. you're like all about biology and you know about endothelial cells do they talk to you slower and you're american yeah you know so. and he's canadian okay fair enough and, i am and a dual citizen yeah so are they like okay here's how this works uh <laughs> all right drew they do that to all astronauts <laughs> okay. and okay. we'll be the first to say that you really have to um bring things down to a level that astronauts can understand okay that is amazing. It's like race there are drivers. a lot of really intelligent Plug people that are astronauts. I'm not one of them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Right? I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But, um, you know, you have to be... You're I, pretty I, smart. Well, but I, I, I say that, you know, you have to be um, smart enough to fly the rocket home, but dumb enough to sit on top of it on a launch pad, right? Because you're sitting so on like basically race car drivers, yeah. True yeah. that. So, true that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Right. Um, None of us, uh, well, I mean, some people maybe they know why they're here, but I think a lot of us feel like we were just in, I feel like I was in the right place at the right time with the right competition 
to be selected. Yeah. And with the with the caliber of people that come along now in the program, I mean, they're just like they're all it's geniuses. Like one in and I thousands, think, wow, right? how could I? I yeah. would never compete with these people. Right. Uh, but we all bring different skills. Like I'm the probably the only person who's ever worked as a professional automotive restorer and still right. you know still does that sort of thing in his spare time. So everybody brings a different piece to the right. piece to the puzzle and it's important uh, to have that. But to that effect, so just to go over a little bit of background with you for those who just knows you as the uh, space photo that. guy. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you you always grew up a car guy. You actually grew up karting in yep. the Michigan scene if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. Um, and there was some giant kart race that used to come into town that your yeah. grandfather won. The Purdue Grand Prix. And what is that? My uncle yeah. won that uh, it's an annual race that's been going on since I think '56 at Purdue University. It's a regular karting track back in the that in the day. The uh, the different engineering organizations or even the residence halls and the fraternities would build go karts. Back then, they would actually manufacture them themselves and then oh, run so them. Oh, so truly this race. from scratch. Yeah, yeah, they do them from, from scratch. Me. But they're running like like the one that. Uh, the one that we had had a, a 90cc McCullough go-kart engine. Because you know, back in the 60s, they actually made kart engines, those right. small two-cycle engines. Yeah. And so my dad ran in the race in 63. My uncle won it in 65. And we had they kept the kart because they built the kart. It's called, uh, what was it, the Flying Banana. <laughs> nice. So, so as I grew up, one of the things they used to do with it is... Um, they would put chains with studs in the tires and run it on the frozen lakes at our cottage in Coldwater, Michigan. So every winter, as I'm just a little kid, you know, we'd, we'd, they'd be ice boating. Yeah. So they'd have the ice boats out there, which are totally awesome. And then they'd have the race cart out there with studs in the tires and just, you know, two, a 90cc two-stroke McCullough engine, you know, tires. karting engine, just, just drifting this thing, time, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so as I grew up, that was like the thing I started getting into yeah. was like, eventually the cart became mine i restored it it was like probably the first thing one of the first things i restored was this go-kart yeah next thing i restored was my dad's 10-foot runabout uh speedboat okay. you know that we used to run on the lake as well what and did i do my dad was an engineer at ford okay and my uncle was an engineer at ford so ra I, I love the racing aspect and when the kids were old enough to start into karting so i think we started our oldest at 13 started the youngest at 12. They raced, they both did Rotax, and then eventually, be, before we quit, I think Ari, our oldest, spent one season, a buddy of mine had a 80cc shifter, so he was oh, racing okay. that yeah, and the Rotax senior class, you yeah. know, the uh, Rotax max class. So, it was, so, so racing has been great, but I've always also been into restorations. I mean, that yeah. was what I loved to do. Well, like, you did that professionally for a while, right? When you were in undergrad, yeah, you were doing community uh, college. Community when, college. After I left high school, yeah. got a job with, with my buddy Kenny. We both started out, a fellow friend of ours was opening a new shop, and uh, they were wanting to restore Jags, XK120s yeah. and 140s, and they went out and bought, like, 10 of these cars that were, you know, basket cases because we were up in the Midwest. And so, so it's they were all rough. flip them concept, yeah. Well, so yeah. we took these, we had 10 of them, seven or 10 of them, and, and Kenny and I and two other guys just started tearing them apart. Yeah. And we just stripped them all down to the chassis and yeah. slowly started building them back up. Yeah. And uh, that was over the course of about three years. We, you know, we got one of them pretty close, but most of them were sort of not complete when we quit and the, and the business kind of moved on. They kept going and cars moved around. But it was a great time of life when we were just wrenching, racing, and yeah. going to school. Yeah. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. So let's, let's bring up this topic because it was something that we were both kind of surprised to learn that you went to community college. College, Jesus. You went to community college and you became an astronaut. That can't be common. Um, 
it's not super common, but um, there's a handful of astronauts that have, have gone that route. I mean, there's, I think I counted once, there's like 15 astronauts that mm -hmm. had gone to community college. Right. Um, it's actually way more than I would have thought. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. We're in an era now where everybody knows everything about everybody. And yeah. even within the, the time span of astronauts having careers as astronauts, right. you know, we're, we're sort of now just now to the point where it's easy to know what people have done in the past and for yeah. things that they've done to be promoted uh, in the span of my career in 18 years. So me being a community college graduate has always been out there, whereas um, astronauts in the past, maybe that fact hasn't been as obvious. Kind of and maybe sure. they didn't highlight it either. I right. It's hard to say. Well, to me, it seems like a really encouraging thing because yeah. so many people look down at community college as an option. but. To be able to become an astronaut from it, to me, that like yeah. we both were like, wow, that's yeah, that's awesome. You know, that's and I'm not really the, positive. I'm not the only one, but I, it, it yeah. is great, and I and I've tried to use that as a catalyst to inspire, yeah, kids and youth to say, hey, there's other options. You right. just not that you don't have to have have that one yeah, path. Sure. So you two meet at Purdue, in undergrad. Did he ever mention I'm going to be an astronaut someday? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny no. over food, you okay. know. <laughs> I think I was busy with like some sort of. Uh, breadsticks dipped in cheese sauce mm -hmm. and he it was like one of our first dates and sure. he says that he he said to me something about oh I, I i think i'd like to be an astronaut and to me i was just like maybe focused on the this, yeah, this great, little but treat. sauce is really good and yeah, i was just like cute. you know doesn't everybody like dream that at one point or another it was just like yeah whatever yeah, yeah that's what the last guy said too <laughs> yeah. yeah you're trying to impress me like the last guy right, yeah. right. oh my gosh so but but then, you know, when, I mean, uh, fast forward, I have my eight-month-old and a two-year-old. We're sitting on the couch because Drew seems quite serious. And he yeah. come, we were living in the Woodlands, um, Texas. Because this is, at this point, you're living in Houston. You're working at Exxon, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had just left Canada, and we thought, okay, we can do anything for a year, right? Mm -hmm. right? This will be a neat experience. And then I'll go back to my job, which they held for me yeah. on a brain injury team, blah, blah, blah. But he looked pretty serious. He comes home from work, and then he says to me, he said, you know, NASA's just kind of like down the street an hour. Right. Um, and I think I'd like to do something bigger, you know. Something bigger than yourself bigger, kind of thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, like big picture, yeah. something for humankind. And now how often was being an astronaut mentioned during the... I mean, because there's, there's quite a few years in between, so... I, I feel like zero. Oh. I really do. Um, but it was always there. I mean, it even started when we first got to Kingston. When we first went to Canada. Right. So, so. so for those who don't know your history, you, you do your undergrad at Purdue, you two meet. Yes. I don't know where in this you get married, but but then you pursue a PhD at Kingston so, in Ontario. Well, let's, right. I mean, there's a, there's a reason that that all happens. Okay. So Indy's a graduate of McGill University in Montreal. Okay. So she did her undergraduate there. Because you're, you're from somewhere in Ontario. Yes, Cornwall, Cornwall Ontario, just an hour east of uh, Montreal. Oh, okay. Not yeah. too far from Mossport. Yeah, yeah, we go to Mossport all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mossport, oh, nice. yep. great place. And so she came down to do her master's. I was finished in speech language pathology. I was finishing my undergraduate. I had transferred to Purdue. Um, so I did three years of community college work and all that whatnot. Transferred to Purdue three more years to finish my undergrad. We met in my last year of undergrad, her first year of what was a three-year program. Right. And so I stayed for two more to finish my master's, which was the other two years of her. So we basically okay. then got on the same time scale to finish our master's at the same time okay. at Purdue. And then 
That's she playing wanted the to, long game. She wanted, to, <laughs> she wanted to go to Canada. So I'm like, well, what could I do? I guess I could go to school in Canada. Yeah. And uh, so that's how we ended up going back to Canada was so she could get back near home and I could just go on and finish, you know, start a degree, PhD. a PhD yeah. in, in uh, seismology. So Hence all, like, our families up there in Michigan and, you know, great job. Drew finishes up with his PhD and then this opportunity came down here to come down here and then when, when Drew, you know, sitting on the couch says to me, I'd like to be, in, I th I'm going to apply to NASA. I had so much faith in him. I didn't know that some people take six times around, six yeah. selection times, not even in a row, yeah. six years in a row. He gets in his first time and I, I, I swear my life flashed and I was like, I, I picture friends, family, right, yeah. <laughs> kids, you know, yeah. my job, <coughs> everything flashes because... Because you're saying, oh, this is going to become the life focus now. Yeah, yeah, and he did. He got in the first time and, uh, and here we are. Yeah. 20, what, 18? 18, well, 20 no, years. 20 some 20 years, years, years later. in Texas. Actually, 1997. 97, 21 years in Texas. Wow. Because Exxon was about three, three and a bit. Yeah. And then and then NASA. But, you know, he's done some pretty cool things and uh, it's Bad been luck. an amazing yeah. ride. It's a good yeah. career. <laughs> he's done all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, back to racing. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, let's talk space photos for a second just to sort of space get picks. the space picks. Yeah. Track picks. Um, so, the, so the track picks. We got, I've got a technical question and then we've got some real world procedural questions. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, technical because I do a lot of video work and mm -hmm. photography work. Um, I read you have a 1600 millimeter lens that you use. For this, what's the, what's the? It's a DSLR. Or it's just, so it's just a basic camera. Right? Nikon D5. Okay. 800 millimeter lens okay. with a doubler. With a coupler. Okay. So, which means manual focus. Yeah. Which and is hard. Yeah. It took a while to figure out what settings I wanted to use. I started out with a. Because uh, well, the other thing is these are going by real fast. Well, so. kind of. Okay. I started out with a. Uh, <laughs> Settle down. Just, <laughs> just don't get ahead of yourself, yeah. man. <laughs> well, we let the Australians do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I started out, yeah, I was really, the whole thing was pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not a photographer, okay. right? I'm actually, I'm okay. And, I, and the times that I've had my hands on the camera, I, I get it. You know, yeah. I sort of, I, I know the mechanics of setting the, the shutter speed and the aperture. I understand what that does and the ISO and all these things. So I have a kind of a crude idea of how to manage those things. Um, started out with a... 800 millimeter, the same 800 millimeter lens, but with a 1.4 magnifier, which allows for autofocus. Yeah. So that's like 1150. Yeah. A lot of my shots that I got early on, because of when we arrived, I was thinking about it, focused on it, and we had trajectories that were taking me over paths that I could see multiple tracks, potentially within a day, like several passes in a 24-hour period. A lot of them were taken with that, and that was autofocus. So I got a lot of uh, good shots then, but then I realized that I could do better if I sorted out how to find the tracks, you know, if I got as I got better at finding the tracks, I knew that if I used a 1600 millimeter lens, I could zoom in a little bit more and see more detail. So, as I built some confidence over the first like four weeks, I, then I switched over to the other the other doubler, which meant I had to do manual focus. And it took me a while to figure out what the best settings were in terms of um, aperture and uh, shutter speed. So what what I ended up with was. Um, the shutter speed I ended up with at uh, 12, so shutter priority, uh, 1250, and ISO of 800. That okay. became the standard for all number. the photos. And, and then you had to start gauging, am I going to see this in daylight? 
you know, any shots that were within an hour and a half of sunrise and yeah. an hour and a half of sunset were just crappy because the lighting was bad. But say, yeah, if you're kind of fixed on one ISO, it's you got to have a specific yeah. lighting condition you're going to take. So. You kind of yeah. do, and yeah. and when and on all of the photos, I've had to like the first few photos I posted, I didn't really do anything with like Photoshop or anything yeah. with it. I didn't try to lighten it. I just kind of posted them, and they're a little bit dull and grayish and not really great but then i realized that i could play with them a little bit like crank up the saturation and yeah. really get them to pop a little bit more these space photos need more no, they need a little <laughs> exactly more. i was gonna yeah. say it's from space <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome like, not good sure no one can not take that yeah. well i like this the other thing is that um, the atmosphere yeah. it puts a lot of blue in the image yeah. so i i had to pull that out to make it look like a more of a natural picture and, yeah. and a lot, depending on the agriculture and and the geography around the track you can you know some of them are blended in some of them will really pop some of them it's neat to pull those colors out, even yeah. if it's not exactly what the color is we're seeing. So, anyways, it took me a while to figure out what the really what the recipe was for to get a good shot. Yeah, and then then I would just start looking for the targets, and the targets were tough. I was, uh, you know, I was looking out a window that was roughly 12 to 14 inches. So a little uh, bit bigger than like an airplane window. Yeah, it's a pretty small window, yeah. and the reason is, and this was in the Russian segment, so. Um, if you guys remember from your tour, you took a tour, right? We took a tour yesterday, just a just general admission yeah. tram tour. You yeah. ride the tram there. So yeah. you know how the space station's laid out. It's a long yeah. cylindrical tube, sort of multiple tubes, yeah. uh, uh, modules in the middle with a, yeah. sort of a T at the end. We have, a, we have a, a, a module, well, a window that hangs off the bottom of the U.S. segment. It's called okay. the cupola. It's a seven-windowed eye to earth. Mm -hmm. The problem with the cupola is that the... Um, the windows have a scratch panes on them so that we don't damage the window from the inside okay. and their optical quality is not great so yeah. you can't take a photo of earth much better than with a lens much bigger than a 500 millimeter or else you'll start to see distortions yeah. and fuzzy it's just all out of focus mm -hmm. so they're great for you know getting a picture of the bahamas or you know, taking a shot of California as you're coming across, Just getting a super that big, wide, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, with like a you know 24 millimeter lens, whatever, something you know, get that perspective. But they're not good for a 1600 millimeter shot of a track where you're trying to see a car, right? Yeah. So, I had to go to the Russian segment, which is floating all the way down to their segment, and look straight <laughs> down out of a window and that cool has. With Oh yeah, they're fine okay. because they come down to the cupola all the time taking pictures. So we just like, hey, you want to take pictures? Right. Whatever. We just share those options. Um, so. You know, windows about a foot in diameter, um, and then it was all about timing. Like I would check every morning. Okay, you know, these are the tracks I still need pictures of, and these these are the race weekends coming up. So I had to prioritize what race is coming up, and am I going to go over that track between now and when the race date right. is, so I can get the shot? Because that was like the whole point was I got to get a picture out, and there's a few I missed. So Monaco, really? I missed. Yeah, because it. Because the way to let us down. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I'm I, so really sad. Forward to I this, love Monaco. Uh, <laughs> I posted a, fo a photo of Monaco, but it was at night, and it was really it was a pretty photo, and yeah. I put like Monaco is here, you know, and it was kind of a cool <laughs> shot of, of flying right. over the the southern coast of France yeah. at night, great from city space. lights, yeah, yeah, from space, yeah. And eventually, I posted a photo of Monaco because I had, a, but it's a city race, so yeah. I wasn't as worried about city races because well, it, I, city, right? So it's not an actual track. Yeah. Enjoy um, your free photos, Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah that's exactly. Right, exactly. Right. Um, so, where was I? Why am I talking about this? Oh, oh well, we had questions. That's all. Yeah, the, <laughs> the challenges of taking the photos. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so the trick was once I figured out how to take the photos, I had to start getting the timing right, and the timing yeah. changes. So, because basically the ISS. Yeah, and it was well, we, we have oh, questions that's, about that's that. So, yeah. that we have, we, we so I'd look every morning and be like, 
okay, what times am I passing over which tracks and where do they fall on my list right. of priorities? Because I know a race is coming up, so I'd have to focus, okay, I'm going to get that track, I'm going to forget about this one because i got three weeks still to get that right. photo. Right, basically the ISS takes about 90 minutes to go around the Earth, but it, every the trajectory changes just that little bit yeah, every time. Yeah, the Earth time. is always spinning underneath it, so yeah. you're not going over the same spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, there's this sort of phasing with the sun where we go in and out of high beta, which means... Uh, oh, we know. You know what that's no, like. Again, no, for, our, for, our for our listeners. Yeah. Basically, for our listeners. you know, the, the earth will go dark on us and we'll still be fully lit up by the sun on okay. ISS. So okay. what happens in those cases is we can't e see the earth anymore at all. It just becomes black because yeah. it's not dark enough for us to see the, the, um, the night, the city lights at night. Okay. So that's high beta. But, okay. but what it also means is not only do we lose that phasing, but, you know, that we'll spend like, say, two months traveling over North America in the daylight. Okay. okay. Well, slowly as, as the phasing shifts, eventually we will only pass over North America at night, which means I can no longer take pictures of oh, anything in North right. America okay, in the right. daylight because I can't see it. Yeah. Right. And at the same time, we might be passing over Europe in the daytime, but eventually I'll only pass Europe at night, in which case I stop losing the ability to take photos. And, yeah. and things in Asia, maybe I'm only, pass, only ever passing over Asia in the daytime at 4 a.m. Yeah. Or 3 a.m. So... It really took a lot of planning, and, and right. I had some early success with Melbourne, Australia. First, first, first picture I took, which was on March 26th, I think that was a Sunday. We got to the space station on March 23rd, so the race was that weekend. It's the first race of the season, right? Of all the seasons, that was the first race. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess uh, St. Pete's IndyCar yeah, was right. like was the week before. before. I yeah. missed that one. I just wasn't Way in to space drop the ball. I know. On your space photos that were free. Can they have launched earlier? Yeah. I still have, I do have a photo of St. Pete's. So, because <laughs> I had to take, I had to have them all, right? I'm starting to see why you became an astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta so going. that first photo I took of Melbourne, we flew directly over top on a clear day. Sun was out. Our path had us going over daytime. I took the first photo of all of these pictures of the Melbourne track within two minutes of the start of the race. Huh. Cool. I was like, no kidding. this is yeah. going to be easy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <No> <laughs> Bam, problem. I just nailed What's it. You know? <laughs> all right. Yeah. The rest was a disaster. And then I <laughs> quickly realized, I was like, wait a minute. How did I even get that photo? Because right. all of these other ones became so challenging. I had 65 targets, which included God, not only targets. race tracks, <laughs> <laughs> Not only racetracks, but also tennis courts because right. we're big tennis fans. Yeah, right. And I wanted to take all the uh, the Masters um, tennis courts. So we got uh, Australia, Roland Garros, Wimbledon, yeah. and the U.S. US Open. Yes, so right. those four venues I had. And those are even smaller, so that seems like it's particularly hard, but I don't know. The tennis court, it's, the complexes are pretty big. And, okay. and yeah. once I figured out how to find things, then <laughs> then I, I knew I could see what I needed to yeah. see. But um, it has to be big enough to be able to zoom in on it. What's right. the uh, what's the hardest type of track? Because in my head, it'd be like, Street like so they were or like spots. Street courses are easy, okay. Because cities are easy. Well, I figured I it'd be hard to see the outline of it because the buildings and everything. Nah, you can you can easily you can figure. Okay, because yeah. I've mean, seen some of the photos. You can zoom in yeah. and I, you can tell right where things are. Right, easily. Yeah. yeah. In quotation <laughs> marks. Yeah. Air but quotes. some tracks were hard. So one of the hardest tracks to get a picture of that I remember being very difficult was Silverstone. Oh, interesting. Because okay. there are no like natural Markers. landmarks. It's yeah. just all green right. and flat, and it's like. Right. You know, like coming across uh, Europe, southern France, Spain, you know, the the land narrows and you know you're along the coast. And if I can find a city, okay, I could triangulate up. I'll follow these roads because I could see these roads and here's a lake. Okay, if I see that lake and yeah. I see this road, wow. start looking in there. And then, right. okay, you've got about... This whole time you're just snapping, 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 trying to figure no, it out. No, I mean, you're waiting because, okay. you know, every time you click 
the camera in space, you're creating about 10 minutes of work for yourself. Oh, really? So for, literally for every photo, like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. 10 minutes, you're just creating work because now you got to take this photo and do something with it. It might be you're just downlinking it to the ground so they can add it to their archive. It might mean you're taking it and colorizing it and zooming in. Is that a good photo? Oh, so deciding, you, so you, know, you can't process this locally. It all has to go back down. Well, I can, but let's say I take 50 shots of a track. Okay, so now I've got to spend time looking at every single shot and going, is that one more in focus or is this one? Yeah. Or ah, the next one? Right. Okay, okay, remember. So part of this is that you're too OCD to just sort of say like, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, one's fine. Well, you don't want to, I mean, no, what's I'm, the point I'm in the shot? It. it was just yeah, yeah. a blur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so every time, I mean, literally, it's like. And you're time limited, right, to be yeah, up there. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't just me. I mean, it wasn't my track shots. Everybody up there, let's say Ricky, my crewmate, or Alex, you're taking a picture of a city or yeah. an island or something. Yeah. Same thing. Every time you click the camera, it's like I'm adding 10 minutes of work because I got to deal with all these photos. I either yeah. have to send them on the ground, keep one for myself, send it out on inst you know social media, whatever. And that was the challenge. So okay. you you kind of started to be careful about how many times you just like you don't want to just hold down the shutter. Yeah. Because you know you're just creating a nightmare for yourself. And okay. if you do this every single day, you're just loading on work that you have to deal with in your free time because you're working. Yeah. I mean you're working you know, 14 hours a day doing stuff that the ground has assigned you to do. So the time that you get to process the photos is like when you're trying to go to bed. Right. Now you're cutting into your sleep time. That, that's part two of our question, but yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. it was a challenge. I was fooled by the early success of the first <laughs> photo. And I realized that 65 pictures was going to be tough. Yeah. To get them on a sunny, clear day and get a decent shot. So now you should create the app like we have the app for Constellations. Yeah. yeah. You could do the racetrack one for the Earth. Yeah, you, you I mean, could. like maybe yeah. six could. people at a time yeah, would download I, that app. Yeah, exactly. Once they're up there. Yeah. Well, it right. just so happens that while we were in space, uh, Mission Control enabled essentially internet access for us. So, what at the very end of the mission, we actually had Google Earth operating, so you could take oh, an iPad. No way. It, oh, it, it actually it measure against it. Well, it wasn't tracking us, but you could be like, <laughs> you know. Nurburgring. Yeah. Oh, I see. And it would like, you know, Google Google Earth works. Yeah. It zooms in, and then you could kind of blow it out and go, okay, I see, I can see what's there. This makes it a lot easier to. Yeah. I can look at this. I can look out the window. I look at this. Look out the window. And they're like, okay, here it comes. You know, and then you're like, okay, take my shot. Wow. You know, take you're like picture. critiquing Google Earth. Like, eh, it's not exactly yeah. right, but okay, I guess. You yeah. can Google imagine Earth, though, right? Like what it takes because well, he'd be like, you it was have not no trivial. idea. It was not that, but, but see, that's that's where we were going. So so because I'd read an article where it sounded like like. Like NASA was helping you kind of arrange some of this, like, and not in the sense of you taking the photos, but saying like, okay, we they should did. be, we should should be over this track, and so that so they did. So right. so I had an individual on the ground. Uh, Craig Bernard did a great job. Uh, I told I told him about this project, like, hey, I want to take pictures of these tracks, and he said, okay, give me give me the names of all the tracks. So I gave him all the names. I said IndyCar MotoGP F1. He did a, he did an amazing job, Craig. You know. He was the one that put the most effort into it. And also our Earth Observation folks did a good job of supporting it as well. But he gave me, for every track, he gave me four photos. Right. Uh, big picture, you know, and, and oh, each photo was kind of stepping in until you're just looking at the track. So for the first, you know, seven-eighths of my mission, all I had were these PDF photos of the tracks. You called this a mission, by yeah, the way. Right. I just want yeah. to point that out. I yeah. think he means yeah. it's time and space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah time right. and space. Yeah. Okay. But that, too, they were both his mission, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that was that was a project. Yeah, so yeah, that's the one thing I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I had, and I okay. so and we have that, and we have software that tells us where we're flying over. So they added to the software the locations of these, so I could see like okay, um, you know Silverstone, and it was a target on our software. 
that I could see where that was located. I could see what the path of the sh sta space station was going to be that day or that month. And I, you could pick any time and see the trajectory and know, okay, am I going to be within the 30-degree cone that I need to be in to see it? And am I going to fly over it in the daytime? And where's nighttime? And I had those photos. So... So then I would load those photos up on an iPad and be like, okay, picture time. Take my iPad, grab the camera, float down there, middle of the day, like, Hope oh. no one's there. You know, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I got to get down there and get, get a photo. Get track photo. <laughs> yeah. Guys. And that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. The guy's oh, really? like, oh, geez, come yeah. on. Okay. Just, I got out of the way. My track's yeah. coming up. You know, yeah. Don't bother me. <laughs> the whole thing the was kind of commander helped you in that. Yeah. 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 So anyways, it's, um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so if you want to do it, government resources went into helping Drew's racetrack photography because yeah, it's like at any it's point on, on your own time though right, well, say, right like, yeah. is at any point NASA <laughs> like yeah so here's all the data you need to find Silverstone how's that cancer project coming yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. do you finish your homework <laughs> well uh, that's a good point so um, we yeah. have humans in space right and the point of us being there is to bring the human story back yeah, right. and, and part of us being there is to connect humans with space exploration so mm -hmm. you know what started off was a simple idea of me just like, hey, it would be really cool if I could take pictures of tracks. And then seeing how popular they became yeah. once I started sh sharing those made me realize that it really was hooking people into yeah. what we're Absolutely doing. And agree. so we're here now. Up, yeah. Right? Yeah. So There's if you think about it, was it a was it a poorly used government resource? Well, <laughs> I created a. <laughs> That's not what we That's said. That's what we're saying. We're just yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I created I created a lot of work for myself, but at the same time, I drew a lot of people into what we do we're that would now, never yeah. have yeah. thought about it. And right. so for us, I think that's a positive thing. Absolutely. And I think in the end, it, it will be a positive thing. Here's uh, the question: Had he not taken those photos, would you have come interviewed him as just? An astronaut. Well, well, well uh, yes, in our we case, would have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, but we, we wouldn't have known who yeah, to get. We have it. Well, we, we have the German connection that maybe would have encouraged us to look here just because she knows her astronauts. But we had an unfair advantage in that sense. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you guys Good. are a car. It's all about, like, cars and racing. Yeah. People. It, but there aren't really any other. I mean, there's guys that German are into racing and stuff. And, um they don't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not promoting it or trying to make those links. Yeah. So, yeah, we wouldn't be here if I hadn't done the thing with the tracks, even yeah. though I've, I've been a car guy all along. Right. So yeah, yeah. Nobody paid nobody any attention that, to yeah, it, yeah. you know. It's a bonus because there's so many parallels, too. I saw kids getting into karting or racing and seeing you do this might have got them maybe interested in engineering yeah. in both worlds. Right. Yeah. 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 You never know what comes out of it. Okay. So, yeah, all right. So, <laughs> way to shoot How are we doing our, so far? Way, way uh, to shoot down our joke. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, was there a well, joke? So, where's the, the joke? Oh, the how much money went into... Well, but everybody takes a project to space. Sure, right? Sure. So, yeah. everybody's got something that they're doing that's, right. you know... But so, we, we're sensitive about that, right? Yeah, like, because, for sure. Oh, using because government people, resources. Yes, oh, yeah. because well, there will be well, people that say, but you use government... And I thought where you were going to go, actually, is... You live in space. If he doesn't have hobby time, yeah, yeah, right. Psychological. That's actually sport. where I thought you were going to go too, because well, we, we had yeah. that conversation yesterday. We're like, they have to understand. NASA has to understand that you guys need to be still normal. And well, they do. To NASA, they NASA understands. Yeah. The yeah. public doesn't understand. Sure. I, I saw comments yeah. on yeah. pictures like, "Oh, gee, you know, thanks for. I want my money back." I'm just like, you know what? Oh no, that's how our podcast we, yeah. ends. Oh, don't yeah. worry, don't but worry yes. about that. That's everybody. But it's I, like, I'll hey, never forget. <laughs> we live in space. It's yeah. the human. That's the human element. If you're not being a normal person, you're not going to perform as a normal person. So you have to have some. 
some sort yeah. of release, I, right? Yeah. And we, so you that, cannot yeah. work. I mean, on Earth, we cannot work 24 yeah, hours a second. Right. You and can for splice us, all this together, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, according yeah. to our podcast fans, we should be turning episodes around quickly. Yeah. So oh, they can yeah. care less yeah. about our personal lives. Like, literally yesterday. When's the next episode coming out? It's yeah. been forever. I'm like, it was three months ago. He'll man. literally post vacation photos. Like, I'm going on vacation. I'm like, you deserved it, Ryan. Sean, where's the episode? Right. I don't get a vacation. You know what? Take that as a compliment that they they can't wait for your next Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Right? For sure. We're yeah. thankful, but I yeah. guarantee we get it was the, like, uh, yeah. did you get any critiques? Like, why didn't you post a picture of this track or yes. like any complaints like that? Because we get that yeah. all the time. Why didn't I you didn't, interview this guy? Like, I didn't really oh, read. Right. Oh, yeah. There right. you go. Yeah, I didn't really read the comments mainly because I didn't have time. You're not supposed to. And I didn't <laughs> have. You're not supposed and to. And I didn't yeah. really have access. So we literally just read critiques that these weren't taken day of. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. What no, do you totally want? Want? Of yeah. course they weren't. The I mean, yeah. actually, oh, I some it. of them were. There yeah. was a few photos like yeah. uh, Detroit. I got some great photos of the Detroit IndyCar race yeah. during the race. Like, yeah. I'm up there, like, going right overhead. It's daytime. Boom, boom, boom. And I nailed a few out. I think I reposted, like, hey, here's a here's a day of yeah, photo right, for you guys. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I just, <coughs> whatever. Everyone's a critic. Yeah, oh, too much time on your hands if you're analyzing that, too. Why didn't you interview this guy? Why didn't you ask him that question? Yeah. Give us a break. <laughs> yeah, right. How much did you pay for this? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. How much did you pay for your photos? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the third and most important question of the space photos is um, uh, we sometimes get grief on clearance. Mm -hmm. Has um, IndyCar gotten upset that you didn't get permission to shoot race You got to have credentials. Got to have your credential, bro. track. Nah. <laughs> Nobody nah. So you didn't have like a vest on? <laughs> what are they going to? Yeah. I mean, you know uh, what? Think about, think about the um, free publicity. I oh, think yeah. a lot of the tracks oh, yeah. got on board. Oh, so, yeah. They so should be sending you checks. Well, we, t <laughs> yeah. we tag. I, I think so. <laughs> we, we, I think we always tried to tag the, the venue. Yeah. And a lot of them mm -hmm. started following you know, like the course. venues. Yeah. Would be like, hey, yeah. thanks for the great shot. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure you can go to forward. any of those tracks you want now. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Singapore, please. <laughs> yeah. She keeps <laughs> Good call. She's got them lined up. Yeah. She's working Monaco. it over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, hopefully, hopefully there will be a demand for a coffee table book someday. Oh, I that think that is nice. a great idea. Yeah. That might be nice. Yeah, I had that a great idea. And that wasn't even, you Publishers? Know, <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't even the idea, right? I didn't even yeah. think of that until I did read some comments where, like, hey, are you going to put these in a book? And I thought, actually a really great gosh, idea. I, yeah. I guess I could. I mean, that yeah. would be a cool thing. Who, yeah, yeah, for actually, sure. Actually, so if you were to put a book, I mean, that's a real question. Uh, if you were to put out a book, who owns those photos? Uh, taxpayers. Yeah. Own the photos. We yeah. do. We, yeah. 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 So I'm okay with you selling my, my photos. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> exactly. There have been, you know, people, a lot of astronauts publish books, and they publish mm -hmm. books with photos they've taken from space. I guess it's... Um, Does anyone freak out, or is it... Yeah, I mean, there you, there's some tricky legal issues around yeah. it, but... but You're not supposed to do it while you're actually yeah, working sure. for yeah. NASA, sure. well, so you might have to wait a while. So you yeah. don't. I mean, right. and yeah. <laughs> okay, so... We had a real question about the bathroom thing, um, and we might be way off on this. I like his response. Uh, we're really dumb. Yeah. But do the intestines not work with gravity at all? Like, are you stuffed up the first few days? <laughs> Legitimately, like it's a real question. Down, yeah. Like, right? And because like I don't know what it's like to not have gravity like, as, as I'm digesting. Like, well, also the, the it's really good to be home. Okay. Right, yeah, copy okay. that. So yeah. you can have a good day in the bathroom and you can have a really bad day in the bathroom right. okay. it just depends but gravity helps right i mean sure, you that's okay. go that's to the bathroom going, yeah. it's not so much with number one but yeah. number two yeah you yeah. know doesn't always go where you want it to go um yeah. so gravity is, is a big benefit there but you know you, you get used to it and you figure out how to make things work and so the way the toilets work is there's airflow into the toilet right so 
there's two ways to make things move in space. You can push them or you can <laughs> blow <laughs> air Negative on them. Negative pressure, sure. Yeah, right. and then and that will pull them. So it's we don't have suction devices, but it's just that there's air flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as long as your aim is good right. and your detachment and release, things go where they're supposed to go. And That's a man who's answered that before. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And being a speech language pathologist, I specialize in swallowing disorders, right? So you think about um, digestion. Yeah. And Dig- that was your question a little bit too. Yeah, right? like I mean, because in my head, of like I would think, think you get backed up real easily just because gravity isn't moving things you, further. You can, but yeah. your your digestive digestive system uh, accommodates and starts to function nominally and move things along even when you eat so as long as you get things into your esophagus and it, yeah. and it starts you know if you've ever seen the esophagus work right it basically knows how to squeeze things down and yeah. you feel like all the food everything you eat for the first week you literally feel like your guts are here yeah right and then it's not that anything changes but you become accommodated to it so you just you get used to it and then it feels normal that things are here but you you stop thinking about it and um, food wise it all just freeze dried dehydrated stuff uh, we have freeze, uh, dehydrated stuff. We have commercial office shelf, which is like pudding cups or okay. fruit cups, you know, things that you can buy in the store and peel the top off. Yeah. And then we have thermally stabilized. What is that? Which is, uh, MREs. Oh, so eat. milk, yeah, yeah it's just okay. like yeah. camping food or something that you could just I peel see. open and okay. eat hot or cold, whatever you want. Do you guys do. actually have the, the pour the water in with the sodium phosphate or whatever it is that heats it up? Are you allowed to no, do that? No, no, okay. no. So we have heaters. Yeah. Um, we have oven. We have an oven. We oh. have a refrigerator, oh. more or less. You that we use. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and, and for rehydration, we have a, basically a, um, a water dispenser that puts out either hot or cold water. Oh, uh, so I you didn't know that. And the packets are specially designed. You plug them in the needle dial in how many ounces you want hit the button and it fills it up but then you kind of shake it up and let it sit for a few minutes and cut it open i like the sound effect okay but the food is uh you know it's kind of like we're always complaining like okay it's pre-chewed food you know it's just it's not fresh it's they do the best they can yeah they they do a good job yeah Yeah, so we uh we went yesterday we we took the tour and uh, we took a picture with your cardboard cutout yeah. Nice. Which I think you're taller in real life. Yes. If I had to it's a short cardboard cutout. It is. It is a I don't know what the deal yeah. is with that yeah. thing. You have to talk to your people. I did. <laughs> How about we get another <laughs> I one? Talk to my cardboard cutout satisfied. people. We, we, can, uh, we actually you traveled with the cardboard them. cutout in our second season with yeah. a famous yeah. engineer. It's a huge hit. How did you hit. fit it into with the my cardboard cutout? No, not no. yours. No, no. A guy oh. named Bill Riley. But they're not hard to make it. Do you want us to just do it? We can just make it. We just handle it for you and go walk in there and put them up. But you need the photo. We ah, can we can arrange we got that. People. Yeah, I so you, love it. I mean, if so we you have people. That didn't sound bad. It's Sean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just tell people you have people. You guys but are it's cracking all. me up. If you want, I mean, we can make a cardboard cut out of you. He can travel the country with us, and we can send it back. That'd be cool. Right. Do that. That'd be all really right. cool. That, you just said permission on it. I don't know why you're saying yes. We have oh, cardboard cutouts of me. We have three of them already. Like, but it'd be kind of cute all, to be hanging the in the garage. They go. Do they want? Does he want to travel the country with us? Does he want to be on a motorsports? He might, but you could keep him. No. He's like, no, send him back afterwards. <laughs> That's I don't true. want him back at the house. Thank <laughs> I you. I do. She so, does. Okay, so in racing, we have some bad luck things. Like, you don't want a green race car. Obviously, the number 13, things like that. Is there an unspoken astronaut thing that's like you never like uh, certain drivers put a glove on first I always mm-hmm. put my left glove on because I'm left handed hmm. that's kind of become a thing now I make sure I always do it a little superstitious yeah a little I'm a little stitious I would say super, but I'm a little stitious a little I would say for us January is a bad month yeah yes. all of our all of our uh, disasters yeah. our loss of life and across, not only in the US but uh, international programs uh, have all more or less happened in January really 
So we try to yeah. stay away from January. Never thought yeah. of that. If you don't mind us getting into it, you flew the mission after Columbia. No. Uh, or you were prepping? Not you were right supposed, after. To, okay. supposed to. Or? Well, Hubble was supposed to fly. We So after we lost Columbia in 03, the Hubble mission was pulled off of the manifest because they thought it was not safe to just have a spacecraft that go to space without anywhere to go. Yeah, because no basically, just to put some context, going to Hubble means there is no backup. Yeah, you couldn't go no to the ISS if right, something went wrong. You're just sitting like there, you're out of fuel. sitting duck if something happens. Yeah. So, um, but after a while, we managed to get that back on the books because we came up with a bunch of, um, you know, means by which to protect the crew and in fact we launched with another shuttle waiting on the pad in case something went wrong so that we could launch a rescue mission and, and uh, oh, wow. join up with crew. We practiced a bunch of procedures where we were going to transfer, we were going to join up the two spacecraft in space with the robotic arm and then transfer the crew from one vehicle to the other by putting half the team in spacesuits. Well everybody in spacesuits but having the spacewalkers basically take the other crew members along the robotic arm to the other airlock and put him inside wow. the other spaceship. Okay. And we had this all that. laid out. We okay. had, um, <coughs> and for our, for the Hubble mission, we had like 12 days worth of um, like snack bars, like protein bars. Yeah. That was our food that we were going to eat if we got stuck up there and sure. ran out of food waiting for the rescue mission to arrive. Jeez. So there's a lot of contingencies in place to um, to you know account for the fact that th there was this greater risk that we perceived that we were undertaking yeah. because of the fact that we didn't have any safe haven right. like we would on the space station yeah Jeez. It was a bit of a yeah. challenge but it wasn't it wasn't directly after uh, okay Columbia. i had my facts wrong but some years later mm -hmm. okay yeah but it that changed everything that yeah. we did right yeah. it, it actually you know columbia changed the entire future of this human space program maybe it was inevitable for it to happen eventually because really the shuttles were retired because we, ch we we wanted to change focus from low earth orbit to exploration again you know yeah. we've been to the moon before mm -hmm. took a break started doing low earth orbit built the space station but we realized that you know just going around 250 miles above the planet is really not exploration and the shuttle was really only designed for that type of mission so once the space station was done and after columbia when uh bush said hey we want to do exploration. It's very clear to all of us that we couldn't do shuttle, station, and exploration. We don't have the resources, the people, uh, to do that to focus on those three programs. So we really did. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, public who are maybe not supporters of, of democratic um, government or uh, the Democrats for, uh, believed that the Obama administration canceled the, sp the space shuttle program. But the reality is, is that the Republicans and, and George Bush, and, and I'm not trying to be political Republicans, I everyone, but yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. the actual decision to phase out the shuttle started with George Bush in 2003 because he said, we're going to go and do exploration to honor these heroes that died and gave their lives for space. And we believe space exploration is more than what we're doing right now. So we will retire the shuttles. We'll continue, uh, you know, we'll finish out the development and the building of the space station. And then we will do those other things. And in order to do that, we have to retire the shuttles. Right. So that's where we were, we are where we are right now. Yeah. So are there space groupies? Mm -hmm. Like people that you know by name because they're at every function, mm -hmm. everything. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And they're actually, all of them that we know are just really nice people. I mean, sure. They're, they're, they're super fans, yeah. right? Like right. in yeah. every sport. But they're not like fanatical. They're not, it's not like strange. I mean, no, 
several of them we've befriended just because they're just nice, normal people that just they love it that much. Those are just fans. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a fan. They just love space, right? right? And it's so cool to have somebody just be like totally engaged and Mm -hmm. supportive because they get it. Because it's not always like that, Mm -hmm. you know. It's just not. So we have a guy named Rami. Mm-hmm. in racing who I'm sure you know the name Ed Carpenter yeah we sat down with Ed Carpenter two years ago yeah and we we know Rami because he like I've you've done the photos I've now. done the photo yeah, yeah and I'm nobody um, so. but he basically takes a photo with you on each side and then takes it home and catalogs it in his giant book mm-hmm. and then comes to the next race and has you sign it and if you sign it on the front like I did the first time it's like you literally just like screwed everything like, I'm yeah. like you said sign it yeah. you know <laughs> on the back like how the yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, literally, the next race, he came with the exact same two photos yeah. duplicated. So don't you know, like, All right, dude. Yeah. Um, but this guy sent Ed Carpenter because we were like, "Hey, you know Rami, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know Rami. Everybody yeah. knows Rami." We're like, "Okay." And he, he I know he's like, "Cat Whiskers." And we're, oh, I'm sorry, what? Cat yeah. Whiskers? He sent him Cat Whiskers for good luck for one of the races. That's not like that's not like oh the old cat whiskers thing. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know no, where that's like why. Are yeah, cat but, but Ed Carpenter was like yeah he sent me cat whiskers like, eh. like it's nothing. I'm sorry be, what were they all, like dead somewhere. cat live yeah. cat like how did you how did you the, yeah the later we found out that his cat had just died so for some reason he took the whiskers off and be. gave them to Ed Carpenter. Yeah, this so is all in the episode. Did Ed yeah. keep them? Yeah, he said he put them in the car with him. I think he said he like put them on tape in the car. Yeah, and he's like yeah it was a good race. Yeah, I love it. All right. Yeah, so the more races you attend, you're eventually going to get get cat, to meet Ron. I get yeah. cat whiskers eventually. You're get cat whiskers for your next for your next launch. Yeah. Are you allowed to be called an astronaut if you don't go to space? Like if you're yeah. in the program, we do. Yeah. Um, we call each other astronauts. Officially, astronaut. you become a an astronaut. When I think it's when you hit 50 miles or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you get up <laughs> over 50 miles. Right. I think I, there's a couple definitions on you know you can look up uh-huh. because the ones that haven't flown yet, the ASCAN class. Yeah, astronaut candidates. Yeah, oh, okay. they're called they're astronaut called candidates. ASCANs. Yes, ASCANs. ASCAN do. And ASCAN. when you're an astronaut, hopeful, you're in as. As hope. As whole. <laughs> yes. Okay. As whole, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you become an as can, and you become an astronaut. Uh, I'm in. Do you want uh, that one in there? So, yes. So we're, as, we're assholes. We're, we're it's, assholes. It's a term that's probably not going to happen. But <laughs> an, an asshole, an astronaut hopeful never is somebody who is right. who is maybe apply, like in the applying phase and mm-hmm. hasn't actually been selected. In every episode, I find a way to call our guest an asshole. An asshole. So <laughs> at one point, that's you were so an asshole. Funny. Yeah. Right. Done. There we go. I don't think you did that in the last one. We also have a saying in the astronaut corps that nobody likes an asshole, so don't be an asshole. Right. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. You know that's, that's, that's your milk. It's like a good <laughs> saying for life. You know, try to right. It is be absolutely on your best behavior because sound advice. No one likes an asshole. <laughs> I, I wasn't the originator of it. I won't say who was, but it was sound advice for all of us. So we do a pass along question, guest mm-hmm. to guest, and uh, our last guest was uh, Paul Decal Kelly. The guy's name's basically Decal, and he is a and this is a real person. We're not making this yeah. up. Um, he is a lifelong sports car racing fanatic turned journeyman. He basically yeah. would hitchhike back. How did I get his question? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we <laughs> kind of guys have timed this, this differently. This is, no, <laughs> Maybe it's the best one. We to have. actually kind of were like, "How great is How's this?" Yeah, the decal is going to ask an astronaut a question. He's he I technically works in the paddock, but we can't really call him a mechanic. Right. He's just sort of a guy. And if you huh. met him, what series is he? Like IMSA, IMSA or mainly, mainly IMSA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this guy, and again, like we're not making fun of him. He's got three teeth he's not taking great care of. Yeah. He's got eyes looking one yeah. way and the other. He's like big and large. Is he here, any good at what he does? No. No. Um, <laughs> and here's here's the big the big 
rub about the whole thing yeah. is that he's kind of a dick. Okay. <laughs> so when you're kind of helpful to him, it's like, yeah. why, why did I, I help, help you? Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah. Aww. But like he's been around so long that my dad comes to my races and sees him, and he's like, "Decal's still around? Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah. Like and run. So, yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. Literally, <laughs> he's like, don't <laughs> talk to him. You won't. But stop. like, I'm sure Houston has like that guy. You know what I mean? Oh. That's been there for right. 40 years. Like that guy's still here. How yeah. is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Rocket Jim. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. His first question for astronaut Foistel was, uh, "How do you get Domino's Pizza to deliver?" <laughs> To your house? <laughs> you Post just call flight. Post flight. <laughs> Cell phone, if you want. Okay, we so we have uh, we don't have Domino's Pizza in space, but we've made pizza in space okay. because okay. we have, uh, uh, there have been on two occasions I know, once just before I got there with the increment before ours, and then once during mm -hmm. our increment where uh, ground sent up on one of the supply ships, um, pepperoni sausage, yeah. uh, tomato sauce, grated cheese, and basically all the fixings to make you know, sun-dried tomatoes to make pizza. So we had, they actually sent up, the last one, those, it's like Bobo, the pre-made pizza crust. Oh, like a boboli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we had a bunch of those. So we take that and you first you smear on all the mm -hmm. tomato sauce mm -hmm. so that things will stick but to it. But they have to stay on. Yeah. Well, you got to put something <laughs> sticky on there first, yeah. and then you basically put the ingredients on, and it all sticks. Right. And then yeah. okay. Like a P&J, right? You do the peanut <laughs> butter Yeah, you put the sticky the stuff jam. up first. Yeah. And then we, we had some foil up there, so we, we wrapped it in foil and stuck it in our oven okay. and, and got it to heat it, like warm it up. It can't really get the cheese to melt, but you kind of can. If you get it hot enough, you can get a little bit of the melty cheese on right. there. And for the cheese, I think we just sliced off like brie or whatever cheese we had because we had like chunks of cheese. We slice off big pieces and stick those on there. And then we kind of melted it and then we had pizza. Right. Huh. So it, it actually kind of works. But yeah. Because you're making a pizza, is it like three extra people are on standby in case of some sort of emergency? Like it... it and you know, here on earth, they're oh. like, Oh God, they're doing pizza again. Oh yeah. Get, get two more in here just in case. You know, yeah. uh, every meal is an adventure. <laughs> you, know, you could say that about every meal and everything we do right. about having somebody on standby to deal with the sure. contingencies. The uh, second question he had for you was, uh, while you're up there, what's the biggest thing you miss from home? Mm. Uh, so many things. My wife. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Okay, but just yeah. in case Andy wasn't sitting here right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I miss a lot of things. So I people tell like, what do you? He said it when I haven't been sitting here either. <laughs> a boy. What, what did you? What have you? Yeah, I, I have. And my my the things that I missed in order were like, um, pizza, mm -hmm. yeah. beer, yeah, shower, a bed, and my wife in that order because you want you want to yeah. come back. Yeah. You want to be, you want to have a beer to relax, right? You want to have a pizza to be fed. You want to have a shower so you can clean up. Yeah. You want to get a good night's sleep. And then you want to see your spouse, you know, so that you're right. you're ready to go and okay, everybody's happy. Okay, that's okay. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I mean, that was really, that was kind of the, like, I was like, I got to do this, 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 right. this, and then I see my family. There you go. And it's which, nice that you had well, time on your way back. Yeah. To allow off. for that. Oh, sure. So uh, before we met with Decal, we met with a guy that I really like a lot. I work with him at Honda Performance Development, mm -hmm. who does all of Honda's IndyCar engines. Mm -hmm. And you probably saw him on the grid at Indy when you were there. We weren't sure if we were going to actually go through the Decal experiment or not. So Steve's question was, um, in terms of like fear factor, how do you process like reentry, or even the launch itself, since that seems to be the big scary part yeah. for us that don't know any better? Um, I I guess I think of myself as uh, fatalistic, like I'm here, I chose to do this. Mm -hmm. I might not live in the le next eight minutes, but there's nothing I can do, and this is going to launch, and I'm on it, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. So it's just that. You know, I made these decisions. I was lucky enough to have this opportunity for better, for worse. And, and now they're going to light the rocket and I'm going to ride it. And, yeah. and we'll see what happens. And in eight minutes, I'll either still be riding the rocket or I won't be. Right. And 
you know, that's I'm, how stressful that I'm is sorry for, for my family and everybody else, but that's, you know, this is the way it is. This mm-hmm. is where we're at right now. And so, but we have faith it. in the <laughs> program. Yeah, too, we, or we, we cross your fingers. It. We try to reduce risk the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know. Yeah. And, you know, you feel like you've dodged a bullet, I think, sometimes when you make it through the other side. But there's no reward without the risk and and I'm not the first one to take the risk and I won't be the last yeah. so and it's important you know we if we didn't do it we would never move forward mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's, yeah that's all it is tomorrow we're gonna have dinner with Bobby Unser yeah I'm sure cool. you're familiar with that name yeah like Indy 500 winner Pikes of Peak course. winner like yeah. and complete character yeah uh, if you could ever ask Bobby Unser a question that you could hide behind us on what yeah. would it be I I thought about this and I, what came to my mind was like what has been life's biggest surprise for him. And we'd love to ask you guys too. And I, and I and and I asked. I was thinking about what would I answer, and my son was there. It was just earlier because I read through the the email that Megan sent me, and I thought to myself, the biggest surprise for me has been children, and. I told my son that um, there is no human in existence and nor will there ever be that can infuriate you to the level that a child, that your own child can. <laughs> like uncontrollably <laughs> furious. I think that's and, why he said he doesn't want kids. And people who have kids know exactly what I'm talking about. And the other thing is that I said to him, you know, you will never know how much we love you until you have your own kids. Because yeah. I don't think you do know that until you have your own kids. And to how realize much your, how awesome yeah, your parents you'll are. You'll never right. know yeah. how much your parents, yeah, the point was, <coughs> you'll never know how much your parents loved you until you have your kids and then you you know so that was like my one of my surprises in life that i didn't really anticipate or think about okay i have just a couple quick dumb questions uh just because i've never no get a chance to ask thing. oh no there, no, there is yeah <laughs> there is. um i hear a million questions on, or i can read a million articles on how you go to the bathroom and things like that i have never heard anyone talk about how it smells in the ISS. Like just space in like... In the ISS. Add that to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like no one, you don't get to shower, How does space smell? So I mean, I legitimately have no idea how it smells from sort of portal to portal. It depends. So in terms of personal hygiene, we take baths every day. Like we shower every day, which means we we have a dry towel and a towel that we can wet with with soap and warm water and basically so we do sponge baths every day right soak yourself down with a lot of water that stays on your skin then take a dry towel wipe it all off hang it up it'll be dry in the morning everything's dry and then once a week we cycle those towels out so you can keep your um you know body odor and personal hygiene you can keep that under check pretty well um sometimes the clothes will start to get smelly we have certain areas where we'll hang our uh our dirty clothing like our gym clothes clothing gets tossed we'll wear it uh you know, for a few days, uh, you get one sh- a shirt, one shirt per week that you wear. Uh, underwear you swap out about every two, three days, depending if you forget. Sometimes you go a week with the same underwear because you just forget. Yeah. You're like, why do I have all this underwear now? Yeah. Well, I forgot to change it. Um, but gym clothes last for a week, and then we toss them. So the challenge is the garbage. That's where the smells come from. So okay. we have wet trash and dry trash. Dry trash is something that's never been wet. It's not a food item. It's just a wrapping or a tape or a, a piece of hardware, whatever. It's things that or maybe food packaging, but it's totally dry food packaging. Wet trash is like... Uh, um, things that had food in them. Well, or even wipes from using the, the bathroom. Like, for example, when you pee, 
it's a good idea to use a tissue to wipe off the end of your whatever so that you know there's not pee float around so you might do that and then you and then you put Things it you in you put it in a little mm -hmm. bag right well at the end of the day that's filled with tissue that might have a little bit of urine on it so that might create odors mm -hmm. um the stuff that you use to wipe off the business end goes into the bucket where all the real stinky stuff is and that those get sealed up but even those can generate odors sometimes it's like solid aluminum um, buckets with lids yeah. on them if you get real close, you can kind of smell them almost like perspiring. There's there's rubber seals around the edge of them, which are quite sealed, but even that, those will take on some odor. So it's about the trash and the wet trash, which is like wet food wrapper. So if we hydrate something and you eat it, well, there's still like a film of say, Residue. you know, macaroni and cheese, but then the, the, the milky cheese stuff is still in there. And then you're throwing that away all into a common place where other wet trash is, but that stuff will then just be wet together and you can start, you know, generating mold and mildew. I'm nauseous already. And so <laughs> we have to we have to wrap up those items. Uh, we try to air, wrap them up in airtight bags, and these are very similar to like a bag that you would take camping. You know, leave no trace, where you you're packing out everything that you brought in. So yeah. this is liquid waste stuff, things that have odor. So that trash all has to go somewhere, and where it goes is inside the spaceship in an area that's sort of designated as trash that we save until a cargo ship comes up where we unload all the new stuff, and if it's a cargo ship that gets um, destroyed on re-entry, because we're just, it's a one-way trip, we'll fill it full of all the trash and load it up as most as best we can and try to get everything off the space station and packed into that thing and then just send it back into the atmosphere and burn it up. So the odors come from the trash, mm -hmm. and the trash, while it's sitting in a certain spot, the space station gets pretty smelly, and depending on how you manage your trash, if you don't do a good job of making sure you wrap things up airtight, if you don't do a good job of consolidating the wet from dry and keeping things separate, um, you can create a lot of odors and it can get pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's tricky. And then space smells like? Space outside in space, um, when you come back in, has sort of a burnt metallic smell. And most of that's off-gassing from the materials that you take outside and then bring back in. Okay. So whenever you send out a crew to do a spacewalk and they come back in, everybody inside the spaceship that brings them back in and gets them unsuited, that's all they smell is this sort of burnt electrical smell. Oh, It's like a, it's like a, a rock, like if you were to chip a rock with a hammer. Yep. And I think it's ozone, what's been described is it's it's like what the way ozone smells mm -hmm. and it's degassing or off-gassing from the objects that we take into space and bring back inside. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. When you that was way too much smart <coughs> for, for my days. Yeah, so. when, you do, when you did your first spacewalk, was that out of the shuttle? Yeah. So did like the big bay doors open up and you went out? Well, more or less. I mean, the bay doors always open up when okay. we go to space, and then... It's an airlock. Right. And there's an airlock in there. We grappled the Hubble telescope and put it in the back. It's like putting it in the back of your pickup truck. Right. And then go out the airlock and go work on it, and okay. then come back in. Same. And you're not particularly good with heights, from what I had read. <laughs> I do have a fear of heights, odd enough, but... Yeah. Um, Does it have a sensation of heights, or is it just because there's no movement, or like... Not, not really, yeah. um, because you know you're floating, but... You know, looking over a cliff or something like mm -hmm. that. I'm not real yeah, crazy, but especially on a windy day, yeah. there's nothing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't really want to do this right. because. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But when you look yeah. down and it's Earth, it's not such a big deal. Not really. Huh. Yeah, you did, well, I'm not affected by it. a little bit. I mean, there's this like your first spacewalk. You tell a yeah, really the good first story. I think it happens to everybody. The first time you go out of the airlock, I mean, you literally have a death grip on the yeah. handrails, you know, and you're like, okay, gotta work. You know, I actually have <laughs> to do work <laughs> right now. Yeah. So right, get right, right. get moving. Remember the training, yeah. and yeah, I've got six and a half hours to get all this done. So you better start moving. Right. You just kind of have pressure. You know, push yourself through. And it. you've done. 60 hours total, something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Nine. I've done nine spacewalks. 
Um, you're the third time. You're like the third longest in the world. Oh, wow. Something like Five. That. Uh, that's what she said. No, I've. Uh, <laughs> there he is. There he is. I was five hours and fifty-seven minutes shy of getting the world, you know, the whatever the U.S. spacewalker record. And yeah. the the guy who's in first, uh, Solovyev, is a Russian. He's had sixteen spacewalks, and I think he has like eighty hours. So I was a couple of spacewalks behind him. He could have had them had HTV launched on time, but because of weather yeah. from Japan. Yeah, we so had two spacewalks planned at the end of the mission, like right at the end, and mm -hmm. I probably would have gotten ahead of uh, Mike, Michael Lopez Alegria, who's had the record for, uh, I don't know, 10 years or something. Does he hold that over you? Uh, like you I, see I think walk, he, kind of he's like, hey, <laughs> we've exchanged, <laughs> up, we've exchanged emails, there one but day, bud. <laughs> he's a great guy. And he, he, he was uh, pretty sweet about it. I saw him in Minsk, oh, wow. Belarus. Oh, so like nice, shitty. You saw him in and Belarus? I, in Belarus. I was at a conference Drop before Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before Drew. I asked to go to that conference, <laughs> trust me, because it's for space explorers. Right. And usually we go together, but I was like, wait a minute, he's in space, may I come? <laughs> and uh, they said, uh, yes. So I saw Mike L.A. and I told him, I said, uh, you know, if Drew gets these spacewalks, and he's like, I, if someone's going to beat my record, I'd love it to be Drew. And he was really, yeah, really good wonderful friends. I mean, about yeah. it. I don't mind. I mean, you know, it's someone would, if I got the record, someone eventually would probably beat that as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it was out of our control. There's it was just not nothing, there's nothing we could do. I mean, we we did everything we could to enable the spacewalk, but when HTV didn't launch, primarily because of a typhoon that went through Japan and, and delayed the launch, it was first it was technical and then it was weather, and we just ran out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you so, hope to go up again? Do I have to? Do you hope to? Do I hope to? Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm an astronaut. That's my job. I would love to have the opportunity, but... Um, the moon, maybe, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I could contribute to the same flight that I just did, a six-month mission in space. And Spacewalks. I, Spacewalks would be great, but I mean, records <laughs> records will be like broken. You have lots to contribute. I mean, it's true, but I I also, you know, there are other people that need an opportunity to fly, and I've had a lot of experience in space. So my role now, I think, is as uh, you know, instructor, advisor, you know, corporate knowledge that I'm carrying with me, and mm -hmm. so I'll continue to support the way that I can, as best that I can. Um, but we'll see what options are available in the future and, and try to do the right thing. <laughs> I watched uh, Soyuz landing on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was yours, but I don't know. Um, I didn't realize how violent that was. I was like, holy shit, that right. does yeah. not look fun. Yeah, how how rough is that landing? It's like a car accident. It's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does not look good. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> And they call them soft <coughs> landing jets, right? Because yeah, yeah. like you're, you're falling it before the like that final uh, burst yeah. hits. I mean, you're falling at what, like 16 miles an hour, or 20 or something like that. Yeah, you're falling pretty fast. It's, yeah, I think I think it's equivalent. What I've heard is falling from a two-story building, uh -huh. like f falling from oh, the second all. story of, like, of a building. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. just yeah. down on your back in, in a tin seat. can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the seats are molded just like a racing seat. Right. Right? It's molded to to absorb the impact, and it's designed to to absorb the impact. So. You know, I came out standing, and and your first nine point nine people, nine nine point nine percent of the people do come out walking yeah, right. um, without any injuries to their to their back or anything like that. So, yeah, but it's it's violent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, the whole the whole reentry in the Soyuz is pretty is pretty tough just because of the G loads and when the parachute comes out. I mean, that gets your attention for sure. You bang around. Just in that, that deceleration. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just get 
swung all over the place. And yeah. even though you're belted in, I mean, I was banging around in there, and I was like, okay, well, there's my first concussion of reentry. And then, <laughs> right, right. and then, like, you know, landing's coming. I'm watching the altimeter. I'm like, okay, 200 meters. Okay, we must be getting close. Must be getting close. Then just, you know, out of the blue, just some back, yeah, you know. Right. And, bounce and land on her side and you're just laying there you can't be talking right? you're like okay we made it (laughs) right right. the capsule has stopped dragging you know we're we're good okay oh it drags for a while it it can with with the the wind when the wind grabs it it can drag it so you guys landed straight up so we like landed and then like fell over onto the side and kind of rolled a bit and you're in the middle like like kazakhstan a huge open area how long does it take for people to show up it's pretty quick i mean we could hear the helicopter i mean if if you have a nominal re-entry so that you land approximately where they expect you to they're tracking you i mean they're flying circles around you with a helicopter Mm -hmm. that's how they get the pictures okay they're right there and as soon as you're down you know they got a helicopter on the ground they're over there starting to open the hatch Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of minutes before they get to you and i don't know if it's you call it the bends or what but how painful is that process of reintegrating back to gravity uh yeah not the bends that's more pressure related Uh, for us it's just the force of gravity yeah um it's tough i mean it takes a while before you can walk um but like, is it extremely painful to the point that you're like, is this ever going to end? Or yeah, I mean, it's it's it just takes some time to get used to being back in gravity. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easier for some people than others. This from you know for shuttle missions, it was pretty straightforward for me. I mean, I was up hopping around, you know, doing a walk around on the shuttle, no problem. For this 197 days, it was it was painful, and I felt terrible when I landed. Yeah, um, I was sick like sick to my stomach mm-hmm. vomiting yeah. dry heaves you know for the first and you hadn't the first minutes. two missions yeah i've yeah. never been sick you know oh, coming home from that was just length before. of time you think yeah, yeah i yeah. guess so you know maybe who knows age length of time just whatever yeah. um fatigue dehydration hard to say but you know i quickly got better and, and by the time we made our first stop four hours four or five hours after landing i was up walking around doing some field testing oh, that some people do it like right away as soon mm-hmm. as they get from the capsule you know they're up walking around not great but you know a little wobbly but they're doing <laughs> that thing so huh. so it 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 affects everybody differently for me it was a challenge coming home but uh you know two weeks later i feel good mm-hmm. i feel strong when you're doing spacewalks working on stuff have you ever like lost a crescent wrench or something well, up until my last spacewalk, I never lost anything in space. But uh, the last, like, 10 minutes of my last spacewalk, I lost a, a small, what we call a wire tie. It's kind of like a zip tie, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's made out of, uh, I think they're brass, copper, the copper. Sure. And so they're very pliable, but they're, you know, they're about a f- 12 inches long, 14 mm-hmm. inches long. And we just use them to wrap as a cable tie for sure. tying up things in space. And I, I reached down with my tether. I hooked a tether onto it. I, I pulled it out, and as you... You pull it off of its sort of holder, it kind of flung, and at the same time, I guess the hook was open on the tether I had, and it just went, and then it just kind of floated off, and I stared at it and said, yep. well, i got to deal with that for the rest of my life. You know, there goes the because <laughs> there what goes happens <laughs> when you come home? Yeah, it's bad form to lose stuff. I mean, we don't, yeah. and the other thing is, like, this, that tether apparently caused uh, at least one satellite to have to do a debris avoidance maneuver in space, another satellite that was out there because oh, this wow. thing was floating around because they didn't want it to hit it. So, like, <laughs> I caused... Just this little piece I of... Ca- yeah, a little yeah. piece of wire, copper right. wire. I caused a satellite to do a debris avoidance maneuver and, like, reboot so, when, so that it wouldn't hit the thing. So if Sirius files for bankruptcy... Right. Yeah, you know why. Right. Yeah. that wire yeah. tie no, that I let no. go. Right. I think I said on the loops, well, I'll have to... My uh, I'll be, I'll, my, the sh- my shame for the rest of my life <laughs> losing that wire tie. Right. Because <laughs> up to then I had a pretty good track record. Yeah. You know, nine spacewalks I hadn't lost anything. But it's 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 something you don't want to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've also done some pretty pretty 
amazing stuff. So yeah, we d we've had some. You're in the positive way. In the yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Gonna be but okay. I mean, all spacewalks are tough. You know, everybody has a job to do when they're out there, mm -hmm. and um, none of them are trivial. They yeah. never are. You know, no matter what you're doing in space, it's not a thing. Were you on the ro robotics team or anything at NASA? Uh, the Robonauts, is that what they call you guys? No, I mean, there, we have a, a lot of robotics things that go on. Yeah. Um, Training. So when we were there I'm yesterday. I'm a robotics operator. I mean, we. You guys we have like a team though, right? At NASA that competes? So there's, yeah, that's that's part of the group that, that right, builds that's where we those saw that things car, and the yeah. rovers. Um, Who are those people on that team? Are they engineers? Like put their employees of NASA? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're not children? No. Or like students? They have programs where they bring okay. well, um, where I'm high going schoolers with this in. But those are engineers. There's like yeah. a row of like 75 banners of wins. Yeah. And they're like regionals and nationals right. of robotics. Right. And I'm like, well, who? Right, because if you're on the team that the Johnson Space Center is supporting, you're on the winning team. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I was like, I was like, they how dominate. You're some underwater Clemson. And then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> how it's fair like, is oh, this? NASA's right. here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. great. Like, runner up again <laughs> at a regional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you enter, you show up, you're like, all right, guys, today's our day. And then you see like these blue jumpsuits walking yeah. in. You're like, fight yeah. for a second. Fight for a second. Exactly. Yeah. But then like the fact that it's like put up on the walls, like, okay, guys. They're like in Cobra Kai jumpsuits. Yeah, right. They cool stuff there like that that, that yeah. little uh, there was just a proof of concept but it's yeah. it's a carryover from the rover the next generation rover that yeah. they're working on which mm -hmm. is just fascinating the way that it uh, the capabilities that it has do you know what the school. spider thing is in there yeah. spider knot the well, yeah that's called spider knot that, that, that has to go that yeah. has to be it's pretty cool well you saw valkyrie right the humanoid robot sure. yeah that doesn't scare me as much as the spider sure. thing well, no i mean i understand but like <laughs> when the documentary comes out when civilization is ending in 40 years yeah it's gonna be that spider thing what uh, what's the next step for you with racing? Do you find yourself, you know, maybe getting allowed? If somebody lets you start driving. Commentating, maybe that would be great. I don't know. I don't think I'd make a good commentator. Oh yes, you would. Well, you, you'd have we, to actually put praise on some people, and yeah, you'd have to show NASA bias. NASA would not be okay with yeah. that. No, yeah. later though, he wouldn't be with NASA. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a way you can test it out in uh, in January. But go on. Okay. Oh, that'd be not amazing. Not a good month. I called a MotoGP race uh, for about 20 minutes last year at Coda. Oh, okay. What uh, I would want to do is a huge step below that. <laughs> no, but it was fun. I had yeah. it was Kevin Schwantz was sitting mm -hmm. next to yeah. me and yeah. um, one of the other main MotoGP commentators who, I don't know if he's still doing it this year, but last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sitting there with the three of them like, yeah, the motorcycles are great. Look right. at the technology. You know, talking about some of the similarities. It was fun. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. We, we, we have been talking about this a lot and I... I don't know if racing motorsports will be part of it. I guess it's something I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no idea. You know, I didn't even expect. I'm hoping for like tire commercials for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I just continental Rally. tire, continental <laughs> tire commercials. Rally. Continental. I I don't know. You know, astronauts. <laughs> I think he's uh, handsome. Struggle. <laughs> Out of this world. You're biased. I think astronauts struggle with what comes next. Um, we're a specialized group of individuals. I mean, there's only so many places you can go and say, well, I know how to fly a spaceship. Right. You know, I can operate the International Space Station. Okay, right. well, there's only one, and you're cool. doing that well, job. this is a Frappuccino machine. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you'd be okay with it. That's actually a common problem in racing, though. Like, uh, if, you're, if you're a racing mechanic, even, like, racing mechanics are a very special breed, and yep. once they get out, like, they can't work at a shop. No, I've, I've learned that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's as you say, you know, what do race car drivers do when they're done? Well, a lot, I see a lot of them, they sort of get into the sports commentating, but there's only yeah. so many of those yeah. jobs. Right. So yeah. how do you replace that? So, so I don't know. Have you but ever watched Aussie V8 supercars? No. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, nice. You said Aussie like Australia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're obsessed with how they do their commenting. Well, even even, commentating. even super, MotoGP super or something. Yeah. 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 So if uh, so you <coughs> we get some very excited British guys well, yelling. Well, yeah, yeah, you need right. to sort of be Australian. So yeah. I'm going to give you some life lessons here. Um, life uh, lessons. Life Sonic lessons for me. <laughs> uh, you need to have an, an As accent. As a 39-year-old. Yeah. And get... And <laughs> Sean's oh, right. 39. Yeah. Burn. Um, yeah, the way right. you open every race is you just say the, the round the and, the, the, and the location of the track, yeah. and that's it, but you just have to say it in a very excited way. So yeah. it's like, round nine, Barcelona. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're green. We're green. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the lights are out. Here, it's like a full-on 40-minute production before they yeah, have to go yeah. all the story. Mm -hmm. No, over there, no. they're like, all right, and green. Yep. <laughs> it sells itself. It's MotoGP. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. one last great book dumb question then: Do they restrict your internet usage in well, terms of either well, data or just what you can look at? <coughs> well, you mentioned you just got Space. it. Yeah, we just kind of got it. Um, as a government employee, we we do have to self police our own internet usage. Like we, you know, you don't want to go to a porn site. Right. Um, you don't want to, you know. Not they not that you would. You don't want to do gambling. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the but point like is like, like appropriate use of government resources right, right, right. and and. Um, but do they restrict you on like a data level or anything? No. Okay. No, is the internet no. any good? Yeah, I mean, it's what we have now is just like what you've got right it's now. Just like I mean, you're closer to the it's satellite. just like right on the street. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's yeah. slower because it goes down and then it, but oh, really? it moves around. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it's not it's not like super high speed, but sure. it's pretty fast. I mean, it's almost instantaneous for what you need as long as That's you have cool. good com coverage. You you've got it. But this is only like literally halfway into our mission. They mm -hmm. they turned oh, wow. it on. But we just got it. It used to be if we wanted internet access, we had a separate machine, a separate computer. And it was a lot like dial-up modem. Right. Okay. It was like push a button and like, I wonder if that's going to work, you know? Right, right. Okay. So, oh, okay, the page is loading now. Right. You know, okay, well, you know, you don't want to buy anything from space. Oh, did speaking of that. <laughs> yes. I think I'm the first person to buy a car part from space. Oh, wow. Boom. Dude, on, the awesome. on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I, I got on there. That's on the record. Whole nine years. <laughs> found, you know, went, I needed a, I bought a starter. I, sort of, I bought a modern starter for one of my uh, classic BMWs. Why did you think of it? Because I was like, I'm going to be the first person to buy, order a car from space. Because it was like, there's more to it than that. I really need a new carburetor. Well, because at home, right, Indy's constantly dealing with car parts showing up. Because I'm a car restorer, right? So you always need new parts. And you order that stuff online. So I finally said to the FedEx guy, as he's coming up the walk, I'm like, is it flowers or chocolate? <laughs> and, he's in and every time he'd ring the doorbell, I'm sorry, it's not flowers or yeah. chocolate. <laughs> and having him in space, yeah. The Safe bank luck. account went up just a little bit. Oh, sure. but, man. Yeah. So now, the, so now they're coming with stuff from Did you have any clue? Did he tell you? Yes. I'm, oh, like, okay. I'm like, I did it. I ordered. And so what I did I is I went. I sent a picture <laughs> of it. I said, you might want to. Do you want to tweet this out? Here's the right. box. Yeah. You know? So. I went on to I, I it was I I don't know if I can say what the site that I bought from Probably a pretty not. popular yeah. auto parts site okay. and uh, <laughs> but I needed a starter so I got the part number from one of my BMW buddies I'm like hey what's that starter from I need space? that high torque yeah call him like what's that starter <laughs> I need wait you actually called him you called yeah him I'm space. like give me that part number I need oh, to yeah, order you that can part call anybody really yeah. okay and yeah. email. Like I figured email, but email, phone calls, I phone guess, calls, like yeah. anybody, anytime. How does that show? Sorry, up? I didn't your, call you guys. Is that your personal phone it's or a, yeah. like you call from your cell phone in it's space? It's a two eight one number. It's call like a local laptop. number. Okay, okay. Yeah. so it shows up. Put number. on your headset. Okay. Okay. You got this. You're like, okay, it's VoIP, voice over IP. Right, goes to the ground. It goes out over land. So it's not like a space area. Tell me, you've you've prank called somebody from space. Well, I've called people. 
Actually, I, I talked to the tire guy at Discount Tire from Space. <laughs> <laughs> my son, I sent my son for the car Seriously. here. Seriously. So my son drove the car over. You got a big screw in the tire, and it's like, ah, you need four new Dad, tires. Dad, can you help? So oh, I'm like, sure. go to Discount Tire. You know, I'm like, okay. So then he's there at the store. I'm like, put the guy on. I need to talk to him. So he puts the guy. I'm like. Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm talking to him. Did you tell him? him? I did. I'm like, hey, listen, uh, I'm in space right now. So you're getting a phone <laughs> call from space. And people are like, yeah. I'm right. like, I'm like you are, buddy. I'm like, tell yeah. me about that tire. Oh, yeah? Well, what else you got? You yeah. know, I'm like, okay, you going to give me a deal on that one? You know, can you give me a price break? He's like, <laughs> price bargaining from like, oh. space. I did. Come I, on, man. I, I worked him over a little bit, and he, he, he cut us a deal. It was fantastic. I worked um, him over yeah. a little bit. Space barter. Yeah. Space barter. Uh, so... So the, the t- that's two things I did. Car related was talk to that guy at the at the discount tire and then order the starter from space. Did your kid call you because of the tire? He can't. Oh, so yes. So, so he sent me an email. So I get Dad, e- can you call me? Yeah. I get an email. I was like, oh, yeah. Dad, can you call me? <laughs> so the email was <laughs> the email was Dad. A, it was it was like a one letter. Like, hey, Dad, can you give me a call? A bit of an issue with the tire pressure on the car. A bit of an I'm issue. Like, okay, yeah, it doesn't have what does that base. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So Can't figure that out. What's up? Yeah. Well, there's a screw in the tire, and the tire pressure is gone. I know tire pressure sensor went off, and right. the tire, I'm losing pressure. Okay, where are you? You know, how much tire? <laughs> he was like, supposed to go to Austin with his girlfriend. Okay. I'm like, yeah. well, it's time for you to change a tire, son. Right. And right. Fortunately, he's like, but I've never done it. I'm like, but you know how to change a tire. Yeah, I've showed you, and you've worked in the garage. So he actually, did, yeah. Pulled out all the stuff and and he's changed the tire on his own. Good and I knew he lesson. had the skills to do it, you know. And he's because it's Wi-Fi, anybody, it's not like someone's waiting to use the phone. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm helping my kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so you get the lug nuts out. <laughs> <and> we're gonna. <laughs> now he amazing. knew. He's like, oh, so do I need to break torque on the? I mean, yeah, break them first. Don't turn it too the far. Just it give it a crack. Right, yeah. Just you know, block it up. You know, you'll find the little place where the jack goes. Make sure you put it there. And he's like, okay. And then <laughs> wow. he went That's and impressive. took care of it and. I love that. Got the tires done. Uh, Got to get my dad to call me from space. <laughs> yeah. Problem with the car. Bit of an issue. Yeah. Bit of an issue with the tire pressure, dad. Doesn't have any. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would have just said, flat tire, please call. So when he was in space before, he couldn't call. Mm-hmm. Or could, how long have you been able to do the call? Uh, in 2011, I called, but okay. it was limited. We didn't have as many lines, and we didn't have as much time. I was only right. up for 16 days, so I think I called maybe just a few times whereas yeah. on this mission I called every day yeah. I, mean, right. I talked oh, to you wow. every day from space yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. nice just straight before going to bed Skype or, or it's kind of like a Skype call okay. yeah. so you know, it's a face thing well on the weekends once a week we'd have a video conference That's so really I could nice. sure. see her she could see me the boys would be on so the boys are in Montreal she's yeah. in Houston and we got all of us on the yeah, conference cool. just cool. chatting yeah. it was pretty right? cool it's good if you're in space to have technology well it goes back to that behavioral health support right I mean like the things that humans yeah. need to be able to do in yeah, space right. to actually live and not go Function, bonkers. Right. Yeah, right. Because you could go yeah. Yeah. that little cuckoo in space with that uh, isolation. Well, it's a good thing they're at the age they are now because when I was a kid, my dad would be at the racetrack, you know, off wherever. My mom would be like, when your father calls, and I'm going to tell him what you were doing today. And you're like, no, 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 no I'll be yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Like, you could do that before. Now, like, he's going to call me any minute. Yeah. I'll, I'll call him in space. <laughs> yeah. I'll, he'll bring that <laughs> space. But see, the thing call. is, I, I could never call him, right? So, yeah. I th- so I was thinking, he's going to miss that feature. Now, on the way home from work, I can pick it up and say, hey, could you pick up some milk and bread? Right. That one-way feature was nice for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to go. Oh, we're going to lose calm any minute now, honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually wondering if you ever do that. Like, yeah, oh, like, it's like with NASA. I yeah. Sorry, I got to take more photos. Get, I can't get, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, we can see the feet. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, they need to watch that one with Martin Short, uh, oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks, and Maya Rudolph. You have to Google that little skit that Tom they Hanks do. Tom Hanks goes to space, yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, are you familiar with Astronaut Jones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> yep. Like Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Astronaut Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my he did some funny things. We'd time. love to meet all of them. Yeah. That was great. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Cool. Before his accident. Tell them how much we love it. I'm, f- I'm good. I'm you got a question? Yeah, now that, now no, no, we have plenty more. Yeah, about you don't have the time. Yeah, let's say <laughs> like we, we've, we've held you pretty long, but yeah, it was at 2:30 already. Yeah, yeah. Now that you know who uh, we've established, astronaut Jones. I think <laughs> that, I think that was my cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote cut after astronaut Jones. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Well, Continental's got the check. Dude, we had an astronaut. Dude, we got an astronaut. We had love with an astronaut. And he signed all our space ice cream. Space ice cream! We got space ice cream. <laughs> I had lasagna. It was awesome. So if you appreciate the fact that we got to sit down with an astronaut and you got to hear that entire conversation for free, then you need to thank our sponsors real quick. Acura, Honda, be sure to tag them. Even if you don't own one of their vehicles, just let them know you appreciate just what they're doing. thank you. Just a simple thank you. And of course, Catmental Tire. Tag them in anything you can. They go out of their way to help us out, and uh, it's literally because you guys keep tagging them, and every time you buy a hose, a tire, a belt, whatever it is. A shoe. And, uh, of course, if we can be so bold, we're going to keep asking for more stuff uh, as a thank you to this free podcast. Please, uh, if anyone knows how to get in touch with Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. The actor. We'd like to have lunch with him. Yeah, not a racing thing. We just want to hang out with him, and we thought maybe our followers can make that happen. That's it. Hey, uh, play some music. This is Ben Justice. You can uh, find him online at benjustice.com. That's J-U-S-T-U-S. And this is Broken Cowboy.
All right. Okay. We'll, we'll take a hint. We uh, could talk all day. <laughs> no, we, I, seriously, we could talk. You guys know Tony Stewart, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've met him. Yeah. I well, don't know he's, him well. He's driving our car, and he's driving us to see Bobby Unser. So uh, okay. nice. we should probably get out of here. Yeah, he's, so, uh, he's, we got to get to go, too, because he's like, he's let's hungry. go. Yeah. So Cottonell's Tony Stewart's out here? Yeah. 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 He's been, why, we're why bringing him. He's getting the lasagna. Yeah, we got something to go for. But why was he in here the whole time? Keeping the car running. Just talking about Tony Stewart of Indy. That, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's a yes. whip. Yeah, yeah, he would love that if you heard that. Yeah, like yeah. the Tony Stewart. The Tony Stewart is yeah. in my car right now. Why is he out in the? He's hanging car? out. He's driving our car. He didn't want to come in and have lunch. He has one job he's, here. Yeah, his job is to drive our car. But he's Tony Stewart. Else. Right. Right. That's the yeah. kind of pull we have. Times are tough. Astronaut really? Tony Stewart. We got it all. Yeah. It's okay. Amazing. <laughs>